love music, live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening and welcome to the final one of the week as I'm just about to tweet on the old stream for you folks. Uh, it is the last one of the week. Uh, actually, do you know what? I'll do it a different way. Uh, well, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Let's just do it this way. It'll be easier. Sorry about this, but I was gabbing to my very good friend, Mr. Hugh Burns, who's in with us tonight. And um, if the truth be told, if you want to turn my, my mic up, if the truth be told, uh, listeners, he's stuffing his face <laughs> with a big, massive, family-sized <laughs> jelly babies that I brought Marshmallows, in. Uh, marshmallows, them. <laughs> then he had the cheek. It's like buns to an elephant, isn't it? <laughs> has, they had the cheek to complain about they're quite crusty. Well, they're a bit crusty, but lying around for a wee while. <laughs> I'm very sorry, but you know, without getting Tesco a free plug, that's where I got them, and that's. Is there a sell by date on these? <laughs> Possibly, I've got them, haven't they? Where is that? February 1997. <laughs> sorry, you'll not be sitting about that long when you've got them. February 2020. No, I love marshmallows. Oh, yeah. See that? <laughs> and somebody told me they're non fattening, you can eat them, they're not fattening. They're on the Scottish Slimmers diet. But you know what? I wouldn't care if they were fattening or not. I'd still be guzzling them all I'm the way sure through the show tonight, I'm so don't you worry about that, Sonny Jim. I'm sure you will. I had a nice wee lunch and a wee sleep to myself, so I'm not hungry. I've got my Red Bull, so things are looking good there, and I'm good to go. So. OK, uh, let me just remind you, it is the final one of the week. It's good to have your uh, company stay with us. Lots to talk about, looking back over the European uh, stuff last night. Uh, you can <coughs> listen on DAB Digital Radio online at uh, rocksportradio.co.uk via your smartphone and your smart speaker. That's using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps. And you can also watch the programme live, although it may come with a listener, a, a viewer's warning. Don't let young children watch this tonight because Burns looks particularly mock it, uh, sitting there unshaved. <laughs> Unshaped. kind of goes everywhere, doesn't go, it? <laughs> uh, sitting there, do you know what it looks like? You ever see one of the cartoons when the wee thing gets caught in the cactus and it comes out? The cactus is all sticking outside its backside. That's what you look like. I don't know, I've got nothing planned this weekend. It's another alcohol-free weekend for the boring Burnsy. That's two in a row. And uh, Keep talking while I, I have a mass man. I thought you might do. So I'm, I'm going for this new look that seems to be kind of on the go. What, new clatty? Designer stubble, but mentions me like Shaggy or Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so, it actually is. <laughs> it's a belt. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, what's the other thing called? Periscope. Up Periscope. Up Periscope. Up Periscope. I love these mass Yeah, I know. And Really, mm. <laughs> that's state to get any. No, is that coupon's bad enough to look at it? But I must find marshmallows in it. I don't care, <laughs> I really don't. It's like a tunnel, I really don't care. <laughs> a big tunnel, can be marshmallows? Oh, are lovely, wow. hot, hot, the same roasted or toasted. Toasted, aye. Do you know, you used to toast them when you were a kid by the fire? No, 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 you never had open fires when you were a kid, no. did you? We was, we stood in the electric houses, <laughs> <laughs> lovely the electric fires, toasted. Nice. Great, when you used to go camp, we used to buy marshmallows and stick them on the end of a twig. Uh-huh. And you have them over the fire and you'd forget you had them because you were talking or you were having a can of beer or something like that. <laughs> As you do with the scouts, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd eat the twig and all lately. Well, what happened was that the twig then burns through and your marshmallow drops in the fire. And instead of getting a new marshmallow and a better twig, what you do is you s- s- run around for 20 minutes till you bring out this 
encrusted black mess marshmallow that you can't actually eat there's one wee bit in the middle that's soft and it's the size of your wee pinky (laughs) fingernail (laughs) and you spend all this time trying to hike it out the 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 fire (laughs) and it's just daft but you do it nonetheless no i didn't play the games i've got to say (laughs) (laughs) what's the actually a game Yes, well, anyway, each to their own. Each to their own. <laughs> what are you looking there? Somebody tweeted. Uh, no, there's something that I'm just reading, which is uh, Gentleman Jack's put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just looking at it. Is it worth talking about now? No, it's it's something else last night. Apparently, there was a. a and I did see something, but. Um, it's a boy that was apparently a Celtic fan in the Feyenoord then. Well, I don't get... know if it was a Celtic fan. I know it was a Celtic top that tends to happen. You right, know. okay, all right. So he could have been a Feyenoord fan wearing a Celtic top because apparently a few of them were. I, well, I didn't see it, but I tell you, what, it was quite. So a few noughties at half time, and the police were there long to sort it out. No, that's you know, good. And you all, how many times have we said that these stewards are under pressure at games? But I tell you one thing, you know, when the polis, aye, exactly, when the polis get involved, Bill. They weren't there long in sorting it out. Aye, look at the state of that. <laughs> Unbelievable. You finished him? Nearly. See, you know that for Alec Hosper, he's been wanting for four hours. You look after your workers, Bill, rather than feeding your big face. Alec, come in here and get one. Are you a man or a mouse that you're going to come in and take the marshmallows after Gaffer's desk? Before you come in, Alec, check that your dental records are up to date. Shipman, get your cell in here. Anyway, so I've got to say that the Glasgow Polis weren't there long in sorting it out. Good. And uh, obviously the stewards are only asked to do, so, you know, so much. But there's only so much they can do. You know what I mean? But I tell you, it, it, it get quite naughty because it get close with the the Govan Road supporters mm-hmm. and uh, and the Feyenoord supporters who were, you know, stretched round that because they, you know, there were quite a, a quite a few of them more than what the you know like the Celtic contingent would be in that corner. It, it, it actually progressed round into a wee bit of the broom loan. And close to the guys in the govern, so yeah, it was well pleased. I've got to say, at half time, the security were right on the ball. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. normally you're you're kind of saying the police should have done more, the stewards should have done more. I've got to say they were on, and then the, the riot police were in, and then really particularly noticeable, it, they were penned in that second half. You could see that they were you know cordoned right round the the mall that they weren't going anywhere, and they would have held on to them at the end of the game. But they made a fair racket. But as the game progressed, I think they probably see their, their team, you know, were, were struggling to, to get the equaliser. Mm. So, um, no, it was, it was, it was well pleased. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're happy. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. I'll be ones to drink my Red Bull now and that'd be no, right Oh, no, 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 I can't take that. My mm. cardiologist would go mental if oh, I had... Really? I bet you would. If I had Red Bull. Yeah, um, it's a she. Hmm? Actually, I've got two. I've got a, a male and a female. The male guy's in Edinburgh. He did the operation, and the females at Fourth Valley Royal. Oh, right, good. No matter digging in there to get in there, did you know? Mm, did. See me, okay, the last me. Guy, you know, you were you were you were worse five years ago when when I met you. I mean, you were never at the hospital at one yeah, time. You were. Yeah. You're a bit of a, you're a bit of a, a moaner, but aren't you? You like to you moan. The word you were searching aimlessly for there is hypochondria. Yeah, possibly that was the word. Never for. have I been a hypochondriac. Ah, but you do moan. You do moan. There's always something wrong. Oh, you damn, know. I've only got one left. Well, hurry up, meet it then. Um, you, you were a bit of a moaner. There's always something wrong. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. I'm going to the hospital. I'm going to the doctor. This has happened. That's happened. <sighs> Talk about my life full of drama. There's always drama in your big life, isn't there? 
to be honest. Now, Listen, they had to stop my heart and restart it again. So who restarted it then? Well, I think they got the RAC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thank you for asking, I'm fine now. Started a week, you know, it was drama with the battery and the motor, and, you know, it, it was always, that was the start of the week, wasn't it? The wife get to blame it. You know, it's, you know, it's unbelievable. There's always drama in your big life. What is it with you? Do you know what it is? Full of do, you want, drama. do you want to know what it is? Tell us. Being responsible for you lot. That's what it is. Oh, lovely. Stick the noddle on it. Right, let's talk about football now because I've finished my marshmallows. Good to go. Last night, UEFA uh, action, Europa uh, League action for both uh, Rangers and Celtic. Both teams coming away with great results. Uh, a good result for Celtic, actually a great result for Celtic, especially after going a goal down uh, against Wren. Yeah, I think so. Um, papers this morning are saying that you know, there should have been VAR involved, there been a definite penalty. Wren, who are going very well, uh, in France are you know a team to be reckoned with and you know uh, by all accounts according to the press all the Celtic players and, and Michael Gannon was, was doing the man by man analysis and they're all sevens and eights sixes and what have you and Ryan Christie again showing class in the ball despite being tightly marked should have been awarded a penalty but kept his cool when it mattered to slot home from the spot and Again, uh, um, El Hamid right back as well. Christopher Julian with an eight. The big Frenchman is starting to look every inch of seven million signing. We thought he might come through. Sensational tackle in the first half in Coatwell against a lethal Rennes front line. Uh, and Forrest stood up as well. So I think collectively to go to France and, and play against that. A great result. I think it's a great result. It is yeah. a great result. It's a good result. Any result away from home in Europe. You if know. you come back with a point away from home, then, I mean, obviously you want the three, and I'm sure that Neil Lennon went for the three. But if you come back with a point away from home in this competition, as long as you do what you're supposed to do in your home games, mm-hmm. you're in with a real shout. Well, Celtic away from home are always going to have the chance of, you know, the counter-attack. And there they've got Christie in the ball, McGregor and Forrest driving forward with a bit of pace. And again, uh, you know... The, the big striker as well, Edwin uh, uh, Edward is just exceptional, playing really well at the moment as well, leading the line. A lot of clubs, you, you know, big big clubs supposed to be looking at him. And uh, again, after after the move that the Musa Dembele's made, I don't think clubs would be short and coming in with offers now for for I think players in Scotland in general, Bill. You know that way where yep. now they're looking yep. at you know how the John McGinn thing as well. It looks a snippet two and about three. No, you're quid. absolutely right. I know Ryan Christie will be getting looked at, and so would again McGregor, Julian. You know they, they have got a few assets, a lot of prized assets that have come. Well, of course, there's been the, the talk in the paper. I don't know if you've seen it over the last couple of days about Edward and the Napoli potential deal come yeah. the next window. Yeah, at thirty million. million. Would Celtic sell him this quickly for thirty million? Um, I don't know. I d- you know, it's hard to turn down that kind of money. But if he's worth thirty million in January, what's he worth at the end of the season? Well, again, it's giving him the chance to bag a few goals and put in a few performances. Yeah, I would think if the, if the title race, which we were all kind of expecting, still to be in the melting pot in January, I think it will be. Probably the last thing that Celtic are thinking of doing is selling him on then. I think they'll need him. Because if you, if you take out uh, Edward, really, no disrespect, but you are, you're, you're down to Lee Griffiths, mm-hmm. you know, being then your main but, man. Which when, isn't when they a bad but, replacement? But you're not. You're not. Here's the thing, Hugh. Bio went on ahead of Griffiths 
uh, last weekend. Yeah, and he did the same, didn't he? And last night, obviously, Griffiths was injured, so he wasn't in the squad last night, but Bayo came on again last night. But what is Lee Griffiths? And I said this to KB. You know, on Monday, if you recall, what does it tell Lee Griffiths when he sat there and Bayo goes on ahead of him as striker? Well, I think Lee, you know, will know that what has happened, he's not going to get straight back in, Bill. And I think... But you would expect him, surely, because he's been on a couple of times as sub. Yeah, I know that, but... And he scored goals. Yeah, but, but the manager the manager knows what Lee Griffiths is going to give him, Bill. You know, sometimes it's good to throw somebody in to find out a wee bit more about him and, and test him mm-hmm. with bio, rather than throwing in Griffiths when you know that... You know you're going to get it off Lee Griffiths and you know what he can give you. He needs to know what bio can do. And even at a good level, now's the time to throw him in because he knows Griffiths... So, I think we'll eventually push the cell back in anyway. I like Griffiths. I think he's a fantastic footballer and obviously to get some stuff sorted out and he looks fit enough to come back in. So I think Bayo needs a test and I think there comes no bigger test than than, than playing in Europe and, and playing at Celtic Park. Right, I'm going to tell you something now, which I know I'll get pelters for from Celtic fans, but there's nothing new in that. Bayo is going to have to be very careful or he could find himself in Morellis Street, mm-hmm. where Morellis was a season ago. Yeah, well... Uh, and that is, he's a big gangly boy. I don't think there's any malice intended with him, but he can be very awkward with his arms and his elbows. Mm-hmm. And it could get him in trouble if he's not careful. Uh, it nearly did last night, and it could do certainly domestically. Uh, he's, he, you know, the boy's keen to make a, an impact, and you can see that. And he's obviously got skill, he's obviously got flair, but he's also a bit awkward and a bit kind of gangly himself. Mm-hmm. So he's really got to watch this because I think people will notice it in the domestic game more than they will in the European game. But he was lucky a couple of times last night. Yeah, it was. I seen a couple of challenges and uh, it, it was very, very fortunate to be, to be still on the park. But again, it, it might just be, you know, a learning period for the big guy to, you know, to be thrown in there. He's enthusiastic and wants to impress the manager. The same as Alfredo uh, Morelos had as well in his early stages of his Rangers career. And, and he, in- incredibly for me, has cleaned up his act. Yes, he has. And, and, that, and was, uh, that was very apparent last, last night, night on two well. or three occasions. 100%. One wee late one uh, for me, goalie. For me, was, he was the man of the match. Yeah, he, he led by a country light. mile. I thought, I thought his industry was good. I thought his movement was good. Aye. I think a couple of times he was so eager to try and score, score. that he could have laid a ball off here and there. But... That's Alfredo Morelos. You yeah. want your striker to be greedy. Yeah, well, you know, with, with Bayo, I think, a lot to prove. Uh, big potential. Again, you know, Celtic are good at unearthing these gems and suddenly making them into multi-million pound footballers. And, and this big guy's probably no different. Uh, will need to, you know, shift uh, Edward and, and, and fight for his place with Griffiths if there is going to be a kind of, as you say, a, a, a second striker where somebody's going to be coming on uh, ahead of one another every week, and Bio right now seems to be ahead of Griffiths in that department. What, what was unique about Celtic's game last night in the modern game? Don't know. Especially in European ties. Mm. Have a guess. What was unique about yeah. it? Mm-hmm. In the European game, especially, and in the modern game, what was unique about it last night? I don't know, you've got me. Wasn't one offside decision. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Not one. Against Celtic, against either team. Is that me? That's unbelievable. It was, wasn't it? Not one offside decision. What do you, what do you say that? The more keener 
comes to mind that the game doesn't really get stopped a lot with that now, did not it? Well, I know it does, it happens, it is offsides, but, but it's very rare that you don't get one offside aye, decision aye, in a, a game. game. <laughs> does that mean but the linesman doesn't get his fee? <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's up having a pie in the bottle, <laughs> who knows. Uh, but it's a great result. Neil Lennon, he, he was happy, but he thought they could have got more out of the game. Yeah. Uh, said it's a great start, but you always want more. I thought we were the better team. We should have had a penalty for a foul on Ryan Christie. Yeah. I think some people feel that that would have been a bit harsh. Uh, but I have to be satisfied with coming away from home and playing very strongly against a good side it speaks volumes about the character and the quality of the team, I'm delighted with the performance and I know we can improve as we go on, we have a lot to look forward to, I don't think that's unfair, I don't think it's unbalanced and I don't think it's uh, uh, unrealistic about what I saw the game last night, sadly Jerry saw most of it Mm -hmm. uh, because he was watching it on my gizmo, Um, but I watched it when I got in last night because I'd recorded um, and I thought Celtic were, were were excellent. I thought they played the right game. I thought the game management was good. I thought they kept ahead when they went down the goal because uh, it was easy to have been rattled then. They didn't get rattled. In the same way that I was very impressed with Rangers when Tavernier missed the penalty, mm. that they didn't get rattled and go to pieces. Mm. They actually got stronger. They did, yeah. I, I just think that that Lennon's got a good spirit amongst them right now. I think I think they're playing for, for the manager. And, you know, when he got the job in the last year, a lot of people, a lot of Celtic fans in particular, were a wee bit unhappy when he got the job full-time, as we know that. And a couple it, of our pundits were. Yeah, and it's split. So, you know, I, I think... I, I think Look, I th- Neil Lennon's a Celtic man. Whatever well, he does, he'll th- do for the benefit of the club. There's a lot of harmony in the camp at Celtic Park right now. I feel as if they're playing for him. You feel that, that you, you see the way the players are playing. You know, there's a big thing here about Ryan Christie saying the ref had a shocker, should have been a pain. Tend to get that away from home, maybe just know the decisions that mm-hmm. would come your way. But there seems to be a calmness about Celtic Park right now. Calmness about the manager, players playing well, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they, they are good players. They're good players. And and in the European stage, I think, Celtic will. Can I just commend the club as well? Can I commend Celtic in terms of uh, they're going to have a minute's applause uh, before the game this weekend in remembrance of Fernando Rickson. I didn't know that. That's good. Uh, they're going to have a minute's applause. More than that, um, I'm going to show you a picture. Peter Lawell and Neil Lennon went to lay flowers at uh, the foot of John Gregg's statue where Rangers laid flowers yesterday. yesterday. They went today because they've just come back from France, obviously. Um, And they were in France when Fernando Rickson passed away. So what they've done is they obviously waited till the chief exec and the manager were back and they're the people who represented the club. I'm going to show you a picture um, Hugh, and I'm suppo- I suppose everybody else has seen it now as well, but I'll tell you what strikes me about this picture and what strikes you about it when you see it. Well, you know, I know it tends to happen, you know, when, when big, you know, you know, legends of clubs pass away and, and they show respect, but they genuinely look... That's it. You the know, look on the faces there—it's yeah, very sincere. Yes, it very is. sincere from both men. Yeah, uh, and I've got to say, it, it, they don't look happy people. They look as if, you know, they uh, are genuinely upset. Yeah, uh, going to lay these flowers. Yeah, they are uh, so. Yeah. I, I, and I'm so glad. I'm glad you saw that because yeah. it was the first thing that hit me Aye. was the look on their faces. Yeah, they're very, very sincere uh, with uh, their grieving for for Fernando who's passed away and. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a it's a horrible time for 
for the family and friends. A lot of people, you know, have been uh, very, very close to Fernando here and reading today as well with a lot of people coming out, Stan Gordon particularly, came in to speak to us. Yes, Stan was talking uh, about the the Rangers Benevolent, Benevolent Fund, Fund yeah. is, uh, is taking care of the, yeah. the funeral, they're which paying is, for it and they're organising it, which I think is magnificent. Well, you know, I the, really Bene- do. the Benevolent Fund, we've all done things for it, you know, and we don't want to part in the back for it. It's great when, when you know, when, when there is a fund there available for that and I've got to say that uh, Colin Stewart, who's really at the head of the Benevolent Fund, um, you know, does a lot of stuff. Big Peter um, is one of the, the main guys in it as well. God rest him. Big Bomber Jackson was it that I think I believe in saying uh, one of the guys at the forefront of it, and uh, Greg as well. There's a lot of stuff before it goes through has got to go through these guys because these are guys that you know Peter yeah, Greg, trustees. Yes, exactly. And uh, I've got to see Big David Proven's boy, Big Graham Proven. From Barhead, we, you know, Fergie and I did, I did a last year down in Rumours and Barhead. It was a fantastic day for the ben- bene- Benevolent Fund. Mine murder gave me that, I couldn't say it right. The Benevolent Fund, and it's fantastic that players, as well and our couple of players that I've known lately, have went in for, for injuries and what have you and been rushed through and got their, got their stuff done. So it's a fantastic fund, Bill. Yeah, but I mean, this is a magnificent gesture yeah. by them. Yeah. But again, I'm just going to say it one more time, uh, you know, uh, fantastic a heartfelt gesture by Celtic today. They will do the minutes applause at the weekend. Uh, some people saying, oh, could it not be in a minute silence? I think this is... I a think d- it's appropriate that it's a clap. Yeah, you know, I, I, and, yeah pardon. Yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel <laughs> pardon it. They do clap, they do applause. But I, I, I honestly think that it's the sentiment and the gesture that's yes. the important I, thing. Yeah. So listen, think, see, see when think, it comes down to, you know, this, right? It's life we're talking about here. You know, I know, I know. People will be Rangers fans. Some of them will go, "Ah, well, you know, you know, we'll deal with." Yeah, let's not forget the greatest Celtic player as voted and nominated ever, Jimmy Johnson, was taken by this horrible disease. Yes, uh, and so there's a common bond there. Yeah. from both clubs, they both know what it's like to suffer tragic consequences from a disease that is non-discriminatory and completely unforgiving. Yeah, well, if, you know, we just spend a wee bit of time on it and, and talk about all those years ago when we sat around in Admiral Street when we started broadcasting and Stan brought him in. He hadn't been long diagnosed and you phoned me that day and said, we Rickson coming in and I do regret. Uh, the first thing I thought about as I wee wind up from was... I'm going to tell you something, if I may, just very quickly. It's the first time that I've ever seen you what I would call starstruck. Yeah, I, I, well, you know, I, I was... I, I was, it was a few years ago, it was, you know, uh, over five, well, year five years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 13, he was diagnosed and it was shortly after that. I think it was after he came out with it in Dutch TV, which yeah. was a very moving thing to do and a moving thing to watch. And uh, we sat in the office, which is was like a box compared to where we are now. And Stan brought him in, and you know, and and I thought the first thing I thought about because my dad was still living as well, and I told him I'm quite excited. I'm going to meet me Rickson tonight. You know, that's good. The first thing I thought about, I'm going to go out and buy a pair of shin guards and have them on for him coming in. <laughs> and I do regret that because he would have laughed. You know that way, and we, yeah. we could, you know, when I, I, I had to, hey, listen, I had to explain to him that I played there. He wouldn't have known me for all the games I did play. He wouldn't have known me, and. Uh, 
playing number two and I'll get booked a lot as well and he was laughing and we like red cards and you know Well I remember saying to him you know <laughs> yeah. I, the first thing I'd say I've got to apologise for giving you the nickname Red Miss Rickson <laughs> because I was told that players had called them that in the, the dressing room Red Miss uh, and I remember him kind of holding up his fist and shaking it but laughing at the same time yeah. Remarkable man. Remarkable well, you know, man. you think about all those years ago when he was in decline. Then now you, you know, sometimes people are better. You know, and I'm not saying better. It's horrible when you lose anybody. I lost my dad. You know, with with cancer, and I seen him dwindling away to nothing. And it, you know, it wasn't my dad at the end. Of it yeah. was, but it wasn't. It's horrible to see it. And it'd been the same for Fernando's family and all the people. And and I'd said to you last night, and there'll be probably different people listening tonight. I believe that, um, you know, the care he got at the St Andrews Hospice in Airdrie was unbelievable. Stan said that when we had Stan on the other night and he mentioned Annie's carer and he says she really needs a special mention. Unbelievable um, what these people do. Yeah, they're there and um, and they're doing their job to an extent. You know, no government funded, you know, it's all money put in and fundraising. And Can I tell you a story very, very quickly, which I think you'll appreciate? My father told me a story once. And he was he used to. I mean, my dad doesn't. He's not that mobile now because he's a good age. But my dad used to play a lot of golf, and when he first retired, he played loads of golf. And he used to play with this one guy who was a fundraising manager for the hospice in, I think it might have been Kent, where my dad lives and where they were playing. And my dad kind of went off his nut at him one day saying I think it's a bloody scandal that hospices are not funded by the government and blah de blah de blah and the man turned round to him and he said Bill, he said I'm glad we're not he said because if we were we'd be subject to budgets and we would never get nearly the budget that we'd need or deserve to do what we do mm. he said so we know what we have to raise we have a lot of very good benefactors as do a lot of the hospices I'm not saying it's easy but we know what we have to raise and we know what we need and we know that we can get it because people know what we do and how we do it. If we were part of government funding, we'd be subject to government cuts. Well, there you are and, you know, a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that you don't really know, you know, the full extent of, but, uh, you know, I think reading stuff today as well... They do a magnificent... Hospices everywhere Yeah, I remember. do an absolutely magnificent job. My, My aunt passed away recently mm. and she was in a hospice and again just phenomenal phenomenal yeah. stuff yeah it is and, and, and I think um, his agent or his publisher had said that you know Fernando very much looked in Scotland as his, his, his home. home Yeah, and after the, you know going through a divorce the monetary thing being well documented as well um, you know that you know there was money sitting there that Fernando couldn't get his hands on probably t- to look after him in, in his health care but I'll tell you something he get the next best thing with you know ways. Uh, I'm going into St Andrews and uh, getting well looked after, and uh, you know loads of people that could be mentioned. Mizoe Smith, who doesn't miss games, he's always there doing things for for Rangers and the foundation, and 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 mostly. But Stan Gordon, I've got to say, deserves an incredible mention for looking after. He looked, he's looked after Fernando. Well, for day one, when I spoke to him the other, I don't know if you heard me talking to him on the show the no, other night. No, I didn't. Night. No. But he'd uh, he'd been upset with him all afternoon. I know I read today. Uh, been broke. I've never texted big man. Actually, I should have. Been, I didn't. Then, you know, I will later on. But uh, 
Stan deserves great credit for, for what he's done. He'll be broken hearted, the big fella. Yeah. Anyway, a point in the bag for Celtic. Yes. Uh, which is good and uh, a good start to the Europa League. Campaign. Anything away from home, pick up something, you're back home, you know, and your tails are up and you're good to go. But anything away from home, regardless where you are, no easy games anywhere. And, and more importantly, away from home, you get a result there. You're back out of the road, delighted. Uh, we, Liam Telford's been on, and you know Liam, he's always... Oh, we mentioned Hartshire. No, no, but he's, no, he's talking about Rangers and Celtic here. He says, got to say, well done, both Rangers and Feyenoord uh, fans and players. Observing the minute silence and applauding on the second minute in honour of Rickson. Well done to all fans and players and coaching staff of both clubs. Uh, and then he goes on to say, if I was Lennon, I'd be raging at Bayo. Was no need for the stupid fouls that got him the red card. He needs to learn to pick his challenges as the one on the keeper was just idiotic. It's a learning curve for the boy. It's a big move. It's a big club. It's a big stage. He's no, Liam, no going to get it right. Right away, I think you just need to look at what's happened again. We've said that Ibrox will Fred Morelos and how much he's come through and get better. So I think Bayo takes a, a leaf out of Morelos' book and, and moves on. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll look at Rangers in action last night. Mr Burns was there. Uh, so he can give us a first-hand account of uh, what happened on a very poignant evening at Ibrooks. If you're a fan of Scottish junior football, then Just the Juniors is a must-listen for you here on Rocksport Radio. Nobody brings you more or better coverage of the junior game on radio than Bill Kilgower and John Redmond. Unrivaled knowledge, interviews with the managers, players and people who run junior football in Scotland. Every Friday, 8pm to 9pm is when you can hear Scotland's flagship junior football show. Make sure you're listening. Just the Juniors, brought to you by Plumbase, the trade's Premier League team. Leave the winter outside with Plumbase's hottest offers in Feel the Heat brochure. Get yours at your local Plumbase branch. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages so we can turn this into this. Hello. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Have you ever lost money on an investment? If a high street bank persuaded you to buy a stocks and shares ISA, unit trust or investment bond and you lost money, Goodwin Barrett can help you get back thousands of pounds in compensation. Even if you don't have the investment anymore or the paperwork, Goodwin Barrett make it easy to find out. Text GOOD to 6677. That's GOOD to 6677. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Hegarty on Rock Sport Radio. 
Okay, before I go any further, I must say hello to Victor the Butterfly and John, who are listening. Easter House, is it the right? Yeah, they've been listening for years, five years. I've not been out of the house, sorry, days listening to us for five years. Sitting in the house and don't oh, listen to So a big, a big uh, hello to Victor and then uh, my wee pal John there in Easter House, so... I think joins. Victor, let me tell you something as well, my friend. There is nothing sad about demolishing a bag of marshmallows on the radio. By the way, he's no missed many dinners either the last So let me just say, don't sit there slavering and drooling all over the place because they're gone. You will not see another marshmallow now on the show. Well. They're all on Billy's big belly. Victor can put the chuck away as well. You <laughs> want to see him? He's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> glutton, so he is. Higgs, how are you? Good evening, Bill. I'm fine, thanks. Hello, Hello Mr. Hegarty. How I was wondering you? if we'd get you back this week. I wondered if you might be Secretary of State for the Donald now that you were, you know, pals with him and playing his course and everything up there. I, and, uh, I was talking to him earlier on. He was asking for you. Was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was it, Hegs? Was it good? Oh, Hugh. Really? Hugh, it was, uh, it was oh, magnificent. Is it too nice? Hard for me and too good for me, but oh, good to get there. I'd love, love to play that, you know. I'd love to. And was it weather? Was it weather good, Hegs? Fantastic, oh, aye, that's great. Brilliant. That helps, doesn't Which it? Which is unusual. Oh, without uh, a doubt. Great, you honestly, you know, like you've been a, a good golfer. I'm just a sort of hacker, but mm-hmm. being like say, yourself, being a good, you've enjoyed it. The, you know the the the, the penalties. If you're off off the fairways at all, you are in D- in, in dire. Dire Straits. And dire Straits. Really? Aye. And uh, it feels as if we've no sport for ages, and we get the Dundee Derby the week before. Is that two weeks you've been on? That's right. That's right. Um, it's it's ages. No, he came, he came. Did you not come back? Did you not come back after the Dundee Derby? Yes, I did. Yeah, and then away again. Yeah. So yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Listen, it's great when you can chop and change your fades to suit yourself, really, isn't it? You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you know, you're, your work, your work comes second, doesn't it? You know what I mean? You've you got to get the hospitality right, Bill. Sorry, sorry, right? boss, Burton's OK. Well, we've had a couple of able replacements, big man, so you better get your finger out tonight. You're more able than me, that's for sure. Well, absolutely. I don't know if you want to talk. We're just talking about Celtic game before we went on to Rangers game. What, what was your thoughts on Celtic getting a point away from home, Paul? I, I, I've got down here, Hugh. You know, I must admit, I think there's two excellent results for the old firm. Yeah. I don't know. I've said it on numerous occasions. To win in Europe, it's very difficult. And it's yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, yep. mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure, but I just get a feeling that you know, over the last couple of years, especially Rangers, you know, they've started to find their way in, in Europe a bit better. Yes. Celtic, you know, got a, a very good result against Ren uh, last night, one-one. Uh, but any result in Europe, whether it's a win in Rangers' case or a draw for Celtic, I think it's great for from football and Scottish football in general. Yeah, I think Higgs, we were talking, and, and I know you want to make some comment on this, we were talking about the sad passing of Fernando Rickson this week. Oh, very sad. Uh, a young man, 43. Yeah, yeah. But he was brave on the park and brave off the park. And, you know, you, you hear all the tributes from, you know, football people in general and obviously people out of football, and that's nice. And you tend to find... When these things happen, everyone comes together. I was reading the paper today about a Celtic fan going to the game last night and and doing what he did and, and, and leaving a wreath at uh, uh, the gates at Ibrox. And, and the Rangers fans 
were magnificent. You know, that's what it should be all about, all these things. And it's just a shame that, you know, someone's died because of it. But, you know, a great gesture from Celtic Phantom and a great gesture from the Rangers fans for, for you know, allowing it to happen and applauding uh, this young individual. But, you know, the, the player was, Fernando Rickson was a, a true lion, a true, you know, player that, you know, you know, just love Scotland. And, and one uh, foreign player who embraced Scottish football and, and embraced uh, Scotland as a country. Yeah, and, you know, when you actually sit and think about it and, and just, take, just take the football thing out of this for a minute with, with, with life in general when, yeah. when, when you're struck down with something like this. You know, for, for, for some person to be as active as what footballers are. But that's the bit right. that I think is absolutely... Heartbreaking. You know, uh, you're talking about professional athletes and sportsmen. You know, Fernando. You know, he, he, he ate, slept, and breathed football. That's all he knew, same as we all do. And for somebody to take that away from you, you know, I know somebody, something to take it away from you. And it must just be incredible, even just to keep going. And I know he had the best of treatment and what have you. And you know, he did hang on and he fought it, and you know, but. Just to you know, to go as long as he, he did, Bill and Paul, it was incredible. You know, you know, there's a lot of people though who were struck down with that, and then mentally, you know, it's it's like yeah. when people are diagnosed with cancer. Some people will live longer than others because they'll fight it and fight it and fight it. And some people won't, and eventually the disease, you know, kills people quicker. But with us, it's just incredible how long the wee man hung in there, and and for somebody's dignity to be taken away the way it takes people's dignity away is, is it's incredible to think. You know, you think you've got a problem because you wake up in the morning and you've got a sore neck or you've no slept well, you got an upset tummy or something. You know something? Mm-hmm. Puts it into perspective, doesn't it? Really it? Does. Correct, yeah. Yeah, it really does. Correct. Listen, let's move on to the game. You were there, Burnsy Boy, last night with Bob Smith, our, uh, our reporter. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it was a great result for Rangers. Uh, it's quite interesting because two-thirds of the play were actually in the hands of Feyenoord in yeah. terms of ball possession. Yeah. Uh, they had 63% of the play, Rangers had 37% of the play. And when I saw that and saw that Rangers had 20 shots on goal, which were five more, uh, uh, considerably more than Feyenoord, I'm just trying to look, was it 20 shots that, that Rangers had last night? Yeah, far away. Yeah, far. 20, yeah, that's right. They had 20 shots and Feyenoord had 16. Now for 63% or mm-hmm. 67% of the play, I thought, this must be wrong. So we checked it on... Uh, another site, and it was absolutely correct. Yeah, I think I think really, Paul and Paul know this. When playing against Dutch teams in Europe, they they just you know they just modicoddle the ball. They just love the ball, and they're not going to give yeah. it away. So they come at one end, go at the other, go at the goalie. The goalie's comfortable, it goes to centre back, it goes wide, blah blah blah. And that's the way it does a lot of times and spells in the game, which would have pushed up that percentage of possession because they didn't really go that far when they had the ball. So no. they, see, the, the ball retained, they had the ball. But they weren't really doing, doing anything with, with it. it. The first 10 minutes I've got to say, Rangers got a doing. I was sitting with Bob and I went, we're under pressure here. They get in behind us, especially Borno Barisic, the first five or 10 minutes. Down the right, they were bombing on, bombing on. A couple of decent balls into the box, but we're on my toes and making the weather the storm. We then, after getting the penalty, became a better team. Tav played better as well. Everybody lifted their game. Couldn't believe it when Tav and had you know, the, the side of the, the post, the, the post that, you know, are, are to the outside of that. I spoke to Tom Miller at the end. I says, how did he strike it? It was a wee bit far away from where we were in the country. He says, he's trying to 
kind of pass it into the net rather than the way he usually whips it into mm. the goal. So, for that point of view, uh, he kicked on and became became better. But Rangers had some real, real good performances. Rangers could have been five up at halftime. Yeah, they, they, well, they, sh- they should have been. And that's what the manager, the manager was chuffed when he came in. You could, it's great when you see, you know, I've got to say Big Yap Stamp came in and, and he, he, he was his class, Paul. Big Stamp came in and, Aye. you know, he's not too animated on the side of the park either. One of you know, kind of modern day managers. And, you, you know, I, like, I watched to see body language and what have you. There was nothing happened between him and, uh, and Gerard, there was no nasties on the park anyway for, for both managers to be jumping about for that point of view. Um, what I'm thinking about coming into Carling is I'm going to talk about Rangers tonight. And, and, you know, Rangers are getting results right now. But I genuinely feel watching it, there's so much more to come for Rangers. Yeah. Well, there is, Paul. Honestly, there's so much more on individual performances and, and players still to play better. And they're getting results right now. I just think, you know, Helander coming in yesterday, everybody's talking about it last night. We were talking about it. Had some heart McCartage, we didn't know, nothing's been wrote about this morning. First question the manager got last night, you know, what was your thoughts on and Philip uh, Helander coming in rather than Nico Katic? And uh, he says, listen, he says, and it was a great answer. He says, it's a European tie. He says, this um, kid came in for Bologna, who's played against international footballers in Serie A. This is a European tie. We thought horses for courses. This was perfect to pitch him in with Conor Goldstein. We've got four centre-backs who are all good players and vying for two positions. So that was it. That was put to bed right away I'll because Hollander no- was magnificent. I'll tell you what I did notice about him last night and you could see his experience showed dramatically. There was a couple of times where he, he shadowed a runner and the runner could have all too easily got, the, got him on the wrong side, and Hollander didn't let him. And he's he, got, he, his vision, he he's read the game. He's got great feet, Bill. Yeah. He's got good he feet. Read, he read the game. I, I, I wasn't convinced with him, but and I, I know it was after one game, and I know it was against East Fife at New Bayview, and the wind was howling, there was a plastic pack. Uh, and I'd seen him come on, I'd seen him one other game, and I still wasn't that convinced. Last night, I could be convinced by him you because know, I thought his vision was good. I thought he read the game very well through the experience that he's got. I thought he showed more pace than Golson's got. Um, and he played He played a really good game. He was very, very steady. He was very, very sound. Uh, and I was impressed by him. I thought he's full back four. I you thought know. Barisic, that's the first time Rangers fans have seen Barisic in a blue jersey. 100%. The real Barisic. 100%. And again, European football, ready to go, played at his pace, played at, you know, and, and diving in with the ball. Can I ask you a question? Sorry, Paul, we'll come to you in just a wee minute. No, but okay. can, can I ask you a question? Do you see what I've been meaning about a style of football that suits Barisic from last night where he gets more time, time on the, the ball. ball? Yeah, well, that's why he shows up so well with Croatia. But that was my problem. And yeah. I said to you, I felt that was an issue for him when he plays domestically. Yeah. But I'm hoping the boys... I thought he's fantastic last night. I really did. And I hope the boys' confidence now just gets higher and higher and higher and he can start to do that domestically now. What he does last night, Paul, is... He's got the ball in the left back position, yeah. and Fernod was say pressing him, but he was on such a good game. He was playing that well, 
he still had the ball, Paul, but he was coming inside with it, but he was still kind of moving forward with the ball. You yeah, know how fullbacks yeah. can do that? The way Tavernier cuts in, but he still gains ground on the yeah. opposition and he's still moving five and ten yards forward, Bill. And he was making things happen. He was finding Kamara with the ball. He was finding Jack with the ball. He's finding Arfield with the ball. And he looked at, he, he looked a two-million-pound player last night. Mm-hmm. He looked an absolute class act. But right through the park as well, Kent as well, uh, no, sorry, Kent. Jack. 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 You know, Jack is now beginning to look. Kenny Chapman, special mention for Ryan Jack. Immense and best moment of the game at two minutes. Ball out for a throw, and game just stopped with players clapping. Class. Yeah, he, he's he, he is now looking like a, you know a, a midfield, a class midfield. Yes, player. he is. And 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 you know he's got rid of that. We kind of. You know, petulant, you know, latent tackles, injuries, knowing the team. I'll bet he's first the team sheet. He's now the midfield player that we all kind of hope to become for Aberdeen. Has ten maybe a couple of seasons to adjust to become the Rangers player, to get his fitness right, to play in front of 50,000 every week and do the business every week, just no now and again. Playing the middle of Park Rangers is kind of a bad game. Quiet games, yeah, are you allowed? Bad games, you get slaughtered. And he's now, and he's a quiet lad as well. I'm here, I'm, one of my friends is very close with him, lives close to him. And very unassuming chap and family man. I see a wee bit of swagger about um, Ryan Jack now, and I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Put in the middle of part with Rangers, you've got to stand up and be counted. Go and make tackles, pass the ball. And he's looking to get shots as well, which is good. And add to, add to his goal tally, but he looks... Absolute class in there. Higgs, just going back to Holanda, you're a, a, a renowned and revered central defender. What was your thoughts on Holanda last night coming in? Uh, very good. And he, he tend to find like say, they have a bit of strength and depth in, in, all, in some positions at the Rangers. You're talking about Holanda and obviously Colson and uh, Katic. I'll just go back to what um, Hugh was talking about, uh, Jack. I, I think Sometimes the penny drops, Huey, yes. and he looks a bit more mature now. Yes, and just what you said, it was a bit petulant. I think he's become a bit more mature, and I think when you're playing with players like say Davis alongside you, it can all help these these youngsters. You I think I, mean? I think you're a hundred percent right. So when you look at maybe the guidance that he's getting on the park for Steve yeah, Davis, yeah. and the guidance he's getting off one of probably one of the best midfield players to play in England ever as the manager. So you, you would think that, that Stephen Gerrard, there'll be loads of chat poll going on between the Correct. manager and his assistant manager at Ibrox wasn't a bad midfield player either. So let's look at these two guys at training every day, helping Ryan Jack become a better footballer. And, you know, Ryan Jack's the type of guy, I think, that will absorb everything that the manager and the assistant manager is, is telling him. And I think it'll be put over in a way... Uh, listen, I think... You, you know, this would help you. I've, I've seen him. At, uh, you've just seen what you've what you've looked. You've watched uh, Gerard coming in, and you could see that that he, he's he's helping um, Ryan Jack through his development of becoming a better midfield player. You can see that he's getting help everywhere, and he's taking it on board. Bill, sorry for changing the tune because you asked me about Hellander. A, a good performance, solid performance, a performance you're looking for, defenders. I'm a great believer. You've got you've got to do your your job first, which is obviously not lose any goals, and that's what Rangers did last night. And if you can contribute, uh, whether it's you know, and Maddie was making a goal, but now it's called assists. You know, if you can do it further forward and and in the final third, good and well. But the bottom line to me is Rangers didn't ever lost a goal last night. Helen 
them um, in Katic and Golson and uh, especially McGregor now because McGregor was excellent as well. Yeah. You know, if you don't lose a goal, you've done your job. But going back to your original question was, you know, you spoke about possession, Feyenoord having all the possession. You can have all the possession in the world. The bottom line is, what's the most important? Yeah. 1-0. And that's what Rangers got. And what a goal it was from Ojo. Magnificent strike. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And great I think strike from what? 24, 25 yards? Great strike, Higgs. Keeper, keeper was picking at the net, wasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Here's, here's what I say, the controversial thing. That goal came at just the right time for Ojo because people mm-hmm. were starting to ask mm-hmm. questions about him. I think you're right. I think um, the manager said again that at his press conference that he's capable of doing that. And he made a great point as well. Now, he'll know Ojo. For his time there, and they'll have watched his development at Melwood and what have you. And this is another telling factor as well when the manager, when he said, Listen, he says, Guys, don't expect Ojo to be the shining light every week here. This is a young boy who's been playing development football. Yes, sometimes he looks rabbit in the headlights, but other times he looks absolutely magnificent in the ball. And that's true. He says he's had five or six goals in the back, and the same again with assists. He says, That ain't a bad start come September. Which is true as well. So yeah. everything's been analysed by the manager and, and, and the backroom staff regarding Ojo. And it is a big, it's a big ask there. He does look a wee bit, still a wee bit, you know, withdrawn a wee bit. When he's just not really expanding yet and letting his, 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 his quality talk. But I think, I think, what would you say when you score goals like that? Yeah. Only he bit, needed it last yeah, night. But, but, but going back to the, the, the game in general, I think Rangers had a kind of calmness about them. You know, that, that, when you look at that this morning, Rangers have came a long way, Paul, in, in a short space of time. It didn't seem that long ago. And it isn't that long ago. We'd be talking about Rangers going to Berwick Rangers, East Fife, and Montrose, and no disrespect, and not, suddenly I'm lifting the back of the paper and it's saying Rangers won Feyenoord nil. That shows you how far they've came on a budget, trying to get the club right and get the right people in to run the club. Now, that doesn't happen overnight. And suddenly... It's beginning to look settled. Well, here's a stat for you. Rangers haven't lost any of the last 14 home games ag- across all European competitions. Well, there you are. And, 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 no, that doesn't surprise me, though, really, because, see, last season... But that's a good run for any team in Europe, not losing oh, your last 14 oh, home games. Yeah, absolutely. Bill, I was going to ask you a question. He's talking about Ojo and these players coming in the iBox, and he's the person to ask. Hugh... When you come to Rangers, it's a different ball game completely, irrespective if you played in, in Europe with any big clubs or coming like so Ojo coming up from England and obviously, you know, playing sort of development football. It's it's a it's a hard kick to take, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt, Paul. And and you know, it, it's often said that sometimes the jersey's too big for players and they cannot handle, you know, running down that tunnel and, and you know, just needing to absorb that pressure. Just that yep. every touch has got to be right, every pass has got to be right, every tackle's got to be right, header's got to be won. Over and above your ability, Paul, you've got to show the aggressive side as well, and sometimes that's doing right. people's makeup. Right. And, and, you know, the aggressive side is halfway into the, the hearts of the fans. If you've got that aggressive, plus the ability, they love you. But you could be a player, but not have the aggressive side. And, and, and they sometimes, like, they want wingers to go and tackle, like the way Big Forsyth used to tackle. Yeah. It doesn't happen. They want every player to be a Fernando Rickson. Of course they do. And yeah. and sometimes the, the fans need to kind of just take a wee back seat. When have you ever seen wingers going to wholeheartedly win balls and then be that 
know that wee Tanner ball player. It doesn't work that way. And fans sometimes need to be educated a wee bit with that and say, no, everyone's going to be one and one and one. So it's a hard, it's a thin line to to, to keep 50,000 bears, yeah. screaming bears, happy. But um, yeah, I think, listen, the more they play, the more they play, the more they'll absorb it. Get to, you know, get to, get that feeling of begin the morrow. You know, how many of these guys that he's brought up and and they don't actually realise how big it is until you're there. You just need to listen to Defoe talking and other players who have came up for down south realise, didn't realise that Rangers and Celtic were so big clubs. You hear it for Celtic as well. Such big clubs until I played for them. And it's all very well reading about them and the history of them. But I think I think he's he's got so much more Paul to come for players. I said that at the start. Mm-hmm. There's players still to be playing better, and and you know players out. His seven million pound player was out last night. Alfredo Morelos led the line magnificent. Turned the centre back and turned him and turned for him me again. Was, for me, was the man of the match. What corners? What targets? You could see the difference of you know the, the difference between Morelos and Defoe last night. You know Morelos the way, the was way working that back for. See the way he rolls defenders. Right, he has class. What he needs to do. I think to to you know really really impress on looking real real big guns who will be looking at him is the final ball Paul where he, he sometimes he's got the blinkers on. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. and that's where yeah. it is. As as the, the you know the aggressive side of things. Again, I've speak to somebody today about it. I'm pretty sure that Defoe and him are working what together. What did I tell you, you on said Monday? It on Monday, yeah, you were right. Monday. I said on Monday, Paul. I said for me. I can tell you now, and, and you know, when he scored at the weekend, first thing person he went to was Jermaine Defoe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah. I said to Hugh and Jerry on Monday, I said, I'll guarantee you that Stephen Gerrard has gone to Jermaine Defoe and said, apart from the work that I know you can do for us and the job you can do for us on the park, there's a job you can do for us off the park. And that's take that boy under your wing and show him what a good professional does mm-hmm. to have the career that lasts and lasts and lasts and still be able to perform at the highest level. And I'm sure that's well, what he's done. Well, you've hit the nail on the head because senior players, I like to, um, uh, Defoe and Davis in midfield and mm-hmm. obviously Defoe up top. They're worth their weight in gold and they're, you know, they're, they're senior players at 34, 35, right? Um, and what they do for players who are obviously trying to make their mark in, in football in general, as like some Morellas and, and Ryan Jack. Yeah. A, a manager can do that because these guys are on the park actually taking them by the hand. And I think Morellas, and I hope I'm, hope I'm not talking to Tony here, but I, I think Morellas is quite like Jack. I think the pennies dropped with him. He's become a bit more mature, and I hope I'm not jumping the gun no, because he's never been in trouble for the last for seven or eight games you know he's um, he's been on his best behaviour ok he'll get booked in the odd occasion which everyone does but I think you know looking at the bigger picture I think the pennies drop with him as well and I think I really do. you know and I think it's a good point you're looking at maybe about 150 caps international caps between Davis and Defoe possibly ish yeah. mm-hmm. you know for that yeah. on field guidance but you know what oh. I noticed you know what I've noticed even domestically for the start of the season and in Europe as well now, word spreads when, when there's a petulant player playing in the team that you're playing against. Now, even in Europe, I watched it last season, word was spreading when Rangers were playing well, Fredo the way he was. Everybody was trying to get him booked. It right. seems to be a calmness now with the opposition that they're no trying to get him booked and trying to wind him up because I think they're wasting their time now mm-hmm. because he's learning 
listen, if they're leaving me alone, I just want my football to do the, the, yeah. the talking now. So it's it's an incredible turnaround. Hey, listen, let's not just jump in here and say, you know, he's, he's the listen, best thing there, for sliced breed, you know. There will be a flashpoint at some point. It's Can how he deals with it. Of course yeah. it will. Yeah, uh, last night there was a week and a late challenge on the goalie. I think because leading up to that... I didn't think it was that late. Well, for where I sat, it looked quite late. If you've seen it in the telly better than me, then you'll be able to talk about it I better than me. It was, I didn't think it was that well, late. It looked quite late for where we were. But what I'm saying is, the, the, the lead up to that, Bill, right... There's been nothing went on, mm. right? But he's still playing well. And that, you know, yellow card last night, after that, last year, by the way, I wouldn't have surprised if they'd hooked him just to make sure he wasn't getting sent off. Last night, he didn't look like getting sent off. He ran his legs off last night. He really he did. did. He was dead in his feet by the time he came off because he never stopped. He does a shift. I thought he was magnificent. Yeah. I really did. Well, the I manager thought, was I was thought he was unbelievably good. The I manager. thought the way that he chased the ball down, the way that he, he, he helped pin them back in their own their own half, uh, the opportunities he, he created. There was a couple of balls he put across the box and there was nobody there because he had put the ball in there. Aye. And you just thought, how did nobody else... And I remember Dennis Law saying, the best person to put a ball in a box for a striker is another striker because he, he knows, knows where exactly it's where it's got to go. Yeah, I suppose so. And that's probably the problem by playing one. When he does venture out to get on it... You're Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've no real... I feel, I've got to say as well, deserves a mention, I would say technically... There is better players in the game than Scott Arfield. I thought he got a wee bit scruffy towards the end of the game and I think they took tired. him off at the right time yeah. because he was. Uh, I was worried when he gave away that final free kick. I yeah. thought, see if this costs Rangers the game, son. Mm-hmm. Everything you've done good, and there was plenty of it last night, is going to be wiped out. Take it down the pan, yeah. I think the manager knows when he's had enough out of Scott Arfield and, and more. Uh, but when you think about a player that... I said a great career, kept himself fat and good neck. Never stops working. Disney stop working. And Rangers need that link in there because if Davis is getting on it and Jack's a spoiler, but the passer, you do need somebody cheating and trying to get yeah. beyond them to get in the box and he mm. puts a shift in as well. All right, boys, we're going to move on to the fixtures. Before I do, Ben's put uh, a wee t- uh, tweet up for us. Uh, the problem for Ojo is he's going to be compared to Kent, who was involved in everything good last season, whereas Ojo drifts in and out of games. The numbers are there already, though. And I think that's a good point. And uh, I think, you know, people do have an expectation of him because he's come from the Liverpool development set up, as Kent did, uh, that he's going to be another Ryan Kent. Different player completely. And as I say, he he will drift in out of games. I thought it was important he got that goal last night because people were starting to ask questions about him. uh, And that was just the right time to get it for him. Uh, Let's move on and go to um, the fixtures for this weekend. Before I do, our first game, Motherwell against Ross County. Can I apologise? And I mean this to all Motherwell fans uh, because when we look back on last week's fixtures uh, when Mother will beat Hearts uh, we spoke about Hearts because of the turmoil and didn't mention Motherwell in terms of what a great result it was for them so uh, my apologies for that we just got a wee bit carried away with everything that's happened at the Castle. but let's talk about Motherwell Ross County now Yeah, just before you went to the fixtures and maybe just something to throw in what about the statement oh very KP? quickly yeah. give, me, give me one other thing that I need to tell you guys and we'll talk about it if you want to right. uh, Graham Doran signed for Dundee until the end of the season good signing I think uh, James McPhee had, had said that he was desperate to get him up. Was, I think he's he was sitting by the, the old bat phone hoping for it would, uh, it would ring and he would come up. They've obviously looked after him financially because he'd been on a good a good number at Ibrox and looked after him. So I think uh, 
you know, he's, he's a quality midfield player that needs to play. And Dundee are looking to go up, so, you know, it's something they can build on. And he's a good player. He's been unfortunate with injuries, but he's got good stock, played at great level, did well out the game, and I'm pretty sure that, that Dundee will be well chuffed of getting that out of the line. Higgs? Well, it's been the talk most of the week uh, in the, the local press, uh, Bill and you. Um, two ex-players that played with Livingston, obviously. Um, uh, young James McVeigh, when, when he was at Livingston, when I was there, he went, eventually went to Coventry City and then obviously Dorns went down south and played Norwich and then came back up to play for Rangers. The, the only thing that is that he's, he's, he had a season I think it was against Kilmarnock on that, on that surface so uh, it'll be interesting to see how he is but I'm sure he's, he's fit and ready to go but from Dundee's point of view it's a decent signing. You know, experienced player, you know, he's he's been through, you know, uh, thick and thin, he's, he's played at the highest level and uh, it can only be a good signing for Dundee. Great story, guys, today in the record as well, just going down into the capital. Davy Weir says that Hearts fans can protest as loudly as they want against Craig Levine, but it will fall on deaf ears. Big uh, statement for Davy Weir there, talking about uh, Anne Budge saying that she's got a plan. The directors have spoke to Craig, um, and basically it's just going to be status quo, Higgs. What's your thoughts on that? I must admit, you and I go back to most times... It's easy for her, you know, um, be, being the manager and getting aside. I think it's nice that's happening. You know, you, you talk about loyalty from, from players staying at clubs and players move on or managers move on. And, you know, when when clubs are going through a, a, a hard spell, likes of hearts and hips, and we'll speak about that later on. I think, I think that's nice and, and it's good that... Um, Chairman, in this case, Chairman uh, Anne Budge is, is doing that. Because mm-hmm. the easy thing is to hire and fire sure. and to go with the flow, which is the supporters. I know that supporters are not happy with it, but uh, neither is Anne Budge, neither is Craig Levine. And they're, they're trying their utmost. And I know that people in, in the society nowadays is hire and fire, and it's, it's, a, it's an easy call to get rid of the manager. I've said it not just because it's Craig Levine and Hearts, I've said it on numerous occasions on, on these shows that I like strong cheer men and cheery women mm-hmm. and in this case Anne Budge is doing the right thing for herself I think and obviously for the, uh, Craig Levine if things go you know, pear shaped on, on, on Sunday against Hibs and obviously it'll get, it'll get worse and worse but that'll be interesting to see how strong uh, Anne Budge is but I, I go back to my day when Wee Jim was under severe pressure uh, we lost to Herman which was um, Johnson Grant they stuck to the guns and then they said nothing's happening. And if if we Jim had left, we probably would not got the success that uh, we had probably under any other manager. I know Alec Ferguson was the same at Man U. It does happen. You know, managers do uh, turn clubs around. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen at Hearts, but to me, I find it really refreshing that people are backing managers because um, easy fodder. Get rid of the manager, players are bulletproof, and I'm delighted that that's happened. I'm sure the Hearts fans are not happy with it. I'm sure you'll be, uh, uh, you, you'll be, you'll be the opposite of me, but I just think it's really refreshing that people are sticking up for other people at the clubs. I see as well, Bill, in the paper that the General Secretary of the Federation of Hearts 
Supporters club said I find it hard because I'm hard to believe that I'm a huge fan of Craig Levine and have been since his playing days but after recent displays and results there's no way I can defend him much longer feedback from Budgie's statement is it went down like a lead balloon well that's because it was a badly crafted statement guys and, right. and, and Paul I am at odds with you on this one and I'll tell you why uh, people are very quickly making judgement on this season this is a continuum of last season. The last few months, a couple of months of the season, last season was terrible. They have the lowest points tally, 28 points of any team in the, the Premier League since last October. They've only won 28 points since last October until now. Now, that is absolutely shocking. And Ian Cathro, although I thought it was the wrong appointment and I didn't rate the guy personally... He was huckled and any other any other manager would be showing the door under those circumstances. If Craig Levine was still director of football and somebody else was managing the team and had the performance level and the win level that Craig Levine's had, they would be gone by now. Yep. That's the first thing. That, That's the first thing. Let me just tell you where Anne Budgie's statement was badly crafted, <laughs> right? She said, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember it verbatim, but it's not too far away from what I'm about to tell you. She said, if anybody thinks our plan was to be low down in the league or even at the bottom of the league, they're sadly mistaken. Craig Levine has to, at every board meeting, give uh, give uh, an appraisal against plan as to where we are. Now, if she's saying in one breath the plan wasn't to be at the bottom of the league and the manager's given an appraisal every time he goes in front of a board meeting to, as to where they are against plan, the plan's obviously wrong or it's not working. Mm -hmm. Because she said it wasn't the plan to be bottom of the league. He's telling them where they are against the plan and the plan is shot to put. Yeah, You know, it really is. It's gone. So it was a bad statement for me. I thought it tried to pull the wool over the fans' eyes and it then went on to blame the media for telling a load of untruths and saying things that we thought were factual that weren't actually factual. Here's a fact for Anne Budge and for Craig Levine and all the Hearts fans. Hearts are bottom of the league. Mm -hmm. That's the fact. After how many league games? Well, forget last season. No, no, you can't forget I last can. season. No, I, you cannot. I, you can. it's this you season. cannot forget yes, it last season. Yes, because they spoke about this in it's the, the summer. It's the same manager getting the same performance Does as the last matter. season. This season. You're wrong. It's this season that counts. You're wrong. Well, all right. Well, right. where are they this season? Yeah, they're the bottom of the league. Right. How many games have they played? Does not matter how many games How he's many played? games have they played? Five. Five games. Right. Right. Five games. They've never great bet, Fred. They've not a great bet, Fred. They've one or two players out injured. Their main man's out injured again, Naismith. And Suter's out and Washington's out. Same as that happened last season. Okay, they got him to the top of the league. But I do agree. But you know something? Good owner. She's the owner. She's the investor. And you know some? They'll still go and watch the hearts. No, they won't. Idable. No, they won't. Idable. They'll not dwindle. I'll, te I'll tell you dwindle. I'll tell you. I'm now. glad they've stopped see by them. See if they draw. I'm glad they've beat, stopped by them. See him. if they draw, they get beat by Hibs. I guarantee you you'll see uproar at hearts. Well, I but hey, listen, see There's them, a demonstration see planned at Easter Road see this weekend. She's the gaffer. Right? I don't always agree the way you're on your radio station, but you're going to change it for me. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Don't no, be, no. no, don't be It's don't exactly be the same. Don't be two-faced and hypocritical. No, not at all. You are. No. You're being absolutely... You on the radio no. station. Yeah, forget that. You're being two-faced and hypocritical. No, what no. is it you say about football people making football decisions? Well, listen. What football I'm, people making football what decisions. What I'm saying is... Owners coming in and running companies, running football clubs when they know nothing about football. Was that the same Hugh Burns? Absolute nonsense. Aye, absolute it was, nonsense. It was, it was no, nonsense then. It's nonsense. 
There'll be now. things go on in businesses. Things will go on in businesses, and you go, the owners, oh, they give in. Do they give in to the shop floor? No, they do because no, they don't because they own the company and they'll run it the, the way same, they want to the do same it. Hugh so they'll keep doing it the, the way she wants Burns, to do it. The same Hugh Burns that said football people should make football decisions. Good honour. She's That's got it, a bond it? with Craig yeah, Levine. Full of nonsense. There's four or five games have yeah, been full played. Of nonsense. Give the guy a break. Try, try and, and, and you know, let him go on with Try and wake up from your snooze this I'm afternoon. I'm not having a snooze. You just don't like it. I've come in here before. You've sat there. I need bother. King of the castle. You're we a hypocrite. Well. No, we're not doing You're that. A How? Because I'm the man. My name's first You're up on the screen. You're a hypocrite. Check that. My name's first up on the screen. You're, I need bother. You're an absolute Big hypocrite. Big Bill Budge. Billy Budge. That's your name. You're an absolute <laughs> hypocrite. Bill Budge. F- hang on. Higgs. Higgs. How many times have you heard them say football and people should make football and decisions? Owners come in and think because they own the club they can just make decisions without talking to football people. How many times? Come on. Hi, but but Bill Hughes. But nothing. But nothing. Hugh's got to defend me. The bottom line is. You know, it's her company, it's her club. She can do what she wants. Exactly. That isn't that isn't exactly that, that, is, that isn't technically no, true. Football guy, no, listen, listen to the that, football that guy. That isn't technically true listen because to the that, guy. that isn't technically true because the Hearts fans have put thousands of pounds into that club. And they'll continue to do it because well, no, they love the club. No, a lot of them are not. Oh my knickers! They'll keep going and watching them. That's rubbish, Bill. Liam, you know it. Liam Telfer. Never mind Liam yeah, Telfer. There you go. Liam Telfer this, Liam Telfer that. Liam, support you your go. manager, support your owner and be a true fan. The easiest thing is to be a key go- keyboard gangster and come on and give him pelters and what have you, all that stuff. Where just did, support. you learn that? Just you support game? your jambos. Did, hearts, you, hearts, glorious you, hearts. Where did you learn that jargon, keyboard gangster? Hey? <laughs> 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 <Your> balloon. <laughs> Higgs, anyway, carry on. I know Higgs, because Higgs a football guy. You know, we know how it works. You don't. Aye, that's right. That's aye. right. That'll put you in your place. You don't like that. Your no, big no, dummy comes no, out no, when we start. Aye, not aye, at aye, all. Aye. I start. Aye. I start. Hey, wait a minute. At the end of the day, Ann Budge is the investor. Right? I start laughing at you aye, because... You don't, the, you don't have to laugh at me. Because it all rings in my ears. Aye, yeah. Football, people should make football decisions. But but wait, Owners, they come in and they think they know about football. But what And they make decisions. But what now, you're it's, saying? now it's Anne Budge, Anne, Anne Budge, and this, Craig and Levine's and position's a wee bit different no, for your normal not. manager there. It's not. Hi, it is. It's because ju- he's been the director of football. It's a results-driven game, yeah. you How lunatic. many games he played, your trumpet? Four it's games. A results, re- it's a results-driven oh. game. See, sometimes you're right pain in the backside so yeah it's your ball it's my ball my name's first up this game I'm always right you listen to the football ben, boys Ben who's the most people involved with a club come on Hugh you're well off here who's yeah. the most people involved with a club yeah. what do you mean well who pays who, who goes to pay and watch well, the, the fans opinions uh, count there's no uh, doubt about uh, it or they count now when you're getting criticism oh, wait a minute wait a minute you they, can't they keep them all when you're getting criticism you know something I hope the big man turns it round and goes to the lot of them and turns them and gets the hearts up the league because he's a big fighter and he's a winner and he'll turn it round your mother will against Ross County <laughs> who wants to start you can start who brought up the hearts thing anyway you you balloon <laughs> you're talking about mother will right apart from so well if we had the blowout they're the form team you know they're never so well three wins uh, a draw uh, and, a, and a loss and only five games played. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, sorry about that, Bill. But <laughs> 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 I 
I bet they'd love it, Higgs. Love I, it. I bet Higgs they're doing it with the, the next the next Hearts manager at the helm. Could be, possibly. Oh, but that's rumours, Bill. Come yeah, on, we can, have, we can we can start rumours quite easily. Yes. That's unfair. And Robinson. Hundred percent. I've got to agree with you, Bill. It's hey, unfair Higgs. with Craig, Craig Levine as well. And I know Craig quite well. Uh, I don't want to see any manager get the sack. And I, I just fear I just fear for society in general because the easy easy bit in football is get rid of the manager. Heggs, right. Heggs if it was another good. manager, if it was another manager and Craig Levine was director of football, what action would he take after these results? And you cannot ignore the results because it's a continuum of last season. But, what would well, he do? Not, what would he do? Results. But like everything else, you just got you got to go with the flow. Nothing was made when they got to the cup final. Exactly, Higgs. It, it probably, I know it probably sort of shelved what happened uh, in the league position they got to the final, but the way they, they played that day in the cup final was excellent against Celtic, albeit they lost. But, you know, and I'm not defending Craig because obviously he's big enough to do that, but he has, like a lot of teams, have had bad bad run of injuries and, and the senior players who spoke about Davis and Defoe playing for uh, for Rangers uh, you've got Naismith who's been out for, for you know for two or three games this season as well he's a big play and he's going to come back on on Sunday and play against Hibs and if he does play against Hibs on Sunday we'll see how good hearts are on that day Higgs Go listen Higgs 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 I've got to echo everything you said there you know, the big fella just sits there, sits there in his throne, eating his marshmallows, drinking his water, and he just spouts off. He's not played the game. He played the game at a Mickey Mouse level. Yeah, I'm, I'm granted he knows the media side of things, but he doesn't so, know what so, it's like. So to, he doesn't know what it's like to be in there at the cutthroat side of the game, so and he's trying to interrupt me again, well, but I'm not, not going to let him. Well, I just done me off anyway, I know he will. Let, no, but not. the bottom line is, Higgs, I agree with you, 2v1. That's good enough for right. me. Right, can I ask you a level then? Because this is you throw this at me all the time that I played at a Mickey Mouse level. You did? Semi-pro. I never said that. No, no, no but no, I'm no, saying No, he's saying it. Semi-pro. So are you telling me that, that people from our broth downwards in the leagues in Scotland are all Mickey Mouse players? I never said I'm not talking about well, a they're broth. All, they're all semi-pro. No, they're not. They are the semi-pro. No, they're no. They're part-time they're semi-pro. They're professional footballers. They're se- Listen. Higgs, am I right or am I wrong? You're right. No, no semi-pro. I don't look at them as semi-pro. It's not no, professional. It's just, just because you like to be offensive to me. No, you had two nights training and three days no, eating. No, no, no. That's no, all you no, 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 no. You were a no, full-time pro. No, no. You saw, you saw, you saw the pictures when I was playing. Aye. Aye. So sitting in the bench eating. Don't be offensive. I seen you sitting don't, eating a pie in the bench. Don't be offensive. Listen. You're being not to me. You're being offensive to all those part-time. Players. Don't start twisting it on me. No, you're no, good no. at that. No, I'm no. Me- I, listen. No, that's listen, fine. I was never that, semi-pro in my life. Absolutely. I fine. am not having a go at any part-time player. I'm having a go at you because you were a part-time footballer. We are Mickey Mouse team. I, I was a semi-pro footballer. Aye, we are Mickey Mouse team. Well, that's offensive as well. well that, I'm that only Mickey, saying that would... Mickey Mouse team has played in the Champions I'm, League. It's played in. Uh, in uh, Europa I, League long after you left well that's not the point I'm no, saying they played, they played Celtic in the European Cup I'll when I was listen there. to Hegarty's opinion well ahead of well, yours when it comes okay. to football that's okay I'll, I'll try and get a few of these Mickey Mouse players on on nights when you're in and you can talk to them see how happy they are about it Higgs fire away Motherwell Ross County they're the form team out with the, the old Furness now and I just think even least of saw Stephen Robinson's team against Celtic and they lost you know, fairly narrowly, narrowly at the start of the season Bill. Um, they were excellent albeit I think it was 5-2 or 5-3 ended up but 
They look to me as if they were energetic. They look to me as if, you know, they had something about them. And, and what I liked about it was they were prepared to, to have a go uh, at Celtic, even though they were losing uh, fairly heavily uh, during the game. But how I like about Stephen Robinson is, you know, he's had a lot of problems throughout the last, I would say the last 18 months, you know, losing players down south, young players leaving the club, and he's had to sort of master that team again, and that's what he's done. But he's, 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 he's done it very quickly, which is unusual, and he's done it a way that, you know, he's um, brought players in who are probably uh, fairly unknown, um, likes uh, Seedorf, albeit his father's well-known and famous, but he's just trying to cut his teeth in, in, in football in general because he's a youngster. You've got Hilton who scored last week, uh, Gallagher coming from Livingston. So I just feel that he's a, he's a manager that can see a player and the people who are actually looking at players within the Motherwell setup are doing their job, they're doing their job correctly. And albeit, you know, I think he's done exceptionally well. Cross County tomorrow, you know, they got back into winning ways last week, which is important for them, you know, because they lost a couple of games before that and scored really late on against uh, St. Mum and Jim Goodwin. Wasn't chuffed about that. Um, he was hoping to see the game out because he scored... 15 minutes ago and uh, didn't see that uh, but Ross County you know I've got two wins uh, two defeats and, and a draw so I think the the, the, the co-managership uh, up there will be fairly pleased with seven points in the bag because uh, it's a tough league you know coming from the championship uh, they'll be hoping to try and do what Livingston did last year at the start you know set the head on fire and get as many points in the bag as possible because come uh, uh, the end of the season, that's when teams start to falter and start to tire. And Ross County uh, possibly could be that one of the teams that are going to do what Livingston did fall away at the end of the season. Mm. But they've got seven points in the bag and uh, I'm sure the Kettlewell and the Ferguson will be inwardly delighted with the, with, with the points in the bag. But I think going to Fir Park tomorrow, is a real toughie because uh, I'm listening to, I like Steve Robinson's style I like the way his, his team plays and they've got 10 points in the bag after 5 games which is which is good going Shug I worry about uh, Ross County moving from Dingwall you know whenever they play away from home I've always got concerns about them they seem to be great at home aye. but when they're on the road just I don't know there's something hard to fancy missing. yeah, yeah. Aye, yeah for hard, me for aye. me they're hard to fancy games like cup finals are their, their win last week getting a late win I think the man the, uh, the captain get in the end of their cross go to the winner and fantastic three points hard for Jim to, 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 to swallow but the fact that the, the, the county got their points um, Motherwell just you know they were magnificent last week I believe at Tynecastle and, and, and it was great because they did a great and of course thing. Liam Donnelly's the league's top scorer at the minute well there you go and, and I was reading he did a big article the record did a great article on Stevie Robinson during the week, Paul, and, and you know, the, the, the main man down south, yeah. a guy called Martin Foyle. Remember the striker that played with Port Vale? He's their main talent spotter. It has okay, been okay. has been for a while. Remember the guy, big striker, I, big I strong lad who played up front? Yeah, yeah. I he's, don't recall. He's, he's probably just a, kind of an age between me and Heggs. I would say he's probably nearer the, the kind of 60 mm-hmm. mark. Now, remember Martin Foyle? And uh, he's their main, you know, watching every game, sometimes three games in a day. Lives out a suitcase. He's the guy that's unearthing the gems and what have you. And, and I, okay, talk about the heart thing. These will be stuff that other 
clubs will be looking at the, the recruitment of of what Martin Foyle is, is is giving Motherwell. And you know, when there's somebody down south seeing these players and recommending them to to the managers, you're not going to take them all physically. Can he do that? But when you've got somebody working round the clock for your club, yeah. for, you know, it's a it's that's a like, can he John Park in the Northern? Kenny Hemsfield type, mm. you know that way, mm. and he's doing his business for Stephen Holmes, and he can see that because he's now beginning to get things in. And I watched Motherwell again last year with Turnbull and Hasty in the team and Curtis Main. There's three big players that they've lost, you know, and, and one or two other players had left. And suddenly, you know, there's nobody talking about their players. And Turnbull's still to come back, remember, he's still a Motherwell player. So, you know, there, there's still people to add to that particular team. I think Mill are an absolute banker tomorrow. I think you've nailed it with Ross County. No been big enough and strong enough. And physically, I think, and even mentally believing that they can go and win at Mill tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I've just texted, strangely enough, looking at a fixture to go tomorrow, I've texted wee youngie. Uh, who's at Cove and, and he's got connects so I've texted him to go to the game and I'd like to go that again tomorrow so oh thanks alright well you're not going I'll go with his dad his dad goes to me when he goes to the game no you're yeah. fine you're not allowed to at least you're not huffy when you lose arguments that's one I thing never lost the argument I'm quite happy I brought it up and give I finished that I've started me a, so I'll give finish. me a result for Motherwell against Ross County please so Magnus Magnus well done okay uh, excuse me I wasn't finished with yeah the... you are because I need to move on because you spent that much time blowing hot air about other things that were pushed up for the clock well I'm just going to slow down on well, in that case, you'll not get your beloved team <laughs> covered. I'm going to go for the, the mighty Motherwell 3, Ross County 0. Higgs. 2 nothing Bill Motherwell. Yep. OK, Livingston against Aberdeen. Higgs. Well, uh, Derek McInnes was obviously staying on the, on the television tonight that it's the worst spell he's had since he's been manager of Aberdeen off injuries. You know, he's he's got Bryson out, McKenna out, Ash Taylor out. Uh, and in total, I think it's six first team players out. So, you know, they, they've been sort of hot and cold. Um, Aberdeen, two last week against St Johnston, uh, 1 1. Uh, and from that point of view, it's, uh, that was good reading because, um, by all accounts, they did us so well uh, in the first half. And then the second half, uh, St Johnston got the upper hand. So it was a great, great point uh, away from home for the Saints. But I'm sure Derek would, you know, would want and love the three points that he was looking for. And I think they're just sort of, you know, they've got a, a, a real hard week coming up as well because they've got the, the cup against Hearts uh, and midweek and I think they play Rangers next next weekend as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a busy three uh, games for, for Derek McInnes against a, a Livingston team that have started pretty well again. Um, albeit uh, probably not as good as last year. But got eight points in the board, which is more than 50% uh, uh, pointage on the board, because uh, I just think uh, the, the way Gary Holt has uh, done ever so well, and I'm glad he's, he's recovered from uh, his wee bit of shock he had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, uh, losing to Rangers last week was, you know, not a surprise. But um, uh, I'm sure Gary would... Uh, think that, you know, they try and get something out of that game, albeit maybe a draw maximum or at the best. But I think he's done well. I think they've started the season well and I'm sure um, they'll um, give a good account of themselves against a, an Aberdeen side that's not finding all cylinders mm-hmm. because of the injuries. Yeah, Higgs, I watched them last week against Rangers and I thought I thought they were brilliant last week against Rangers and very, very unfortunate not to come away from Airbox with something. I thought they were a better team. Rangers didn't play that great commute three one winners, but the big boy London Dykes will he be off tomorrow? It was two yellows. Does that mean he can play tomorrow? Can he? Yeah, I think. Uh, it is, yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. an automatic red, no. so two yellows. 
And he, by the way, looks. He, you say he's in he's in, in loan for Queen of the South as well. No, but, they've signed him, and then they loaned him. He's now he's at Livingston now. He's signed for Livingston. Right. Well, I tell you, the big boy who plays up front was outstanding. The couple of half chances, and, and McGregor kept him in the game. And if they play that way against Aberdeen tomorrow, they'll get Aberdeen again. Especially what Higgs is saying. He's watched a bit of Gampian, and they're saying there's a few players out injured, and especially key players in the middle of defence. Well, and Bryson as well out in the middle of the park. So you know, one or two players out, you know, can can certainly upset them a little bit for team selection. But you know, Gary Holt's doing everything he can to the best of his ability there and getting results. And they're organised, they're fit, they pass the ball well. They were so well organised, Heggs last Saturday, and a lot of Rangers fans that I know after the match were saying how well Livingston played and much better, much better year on year. And the thing is. Livingston are getting better every year, Paul. They're getting better. They're not just surviving. They'll win more games. They'll, they'll, listen, I'll guarantee you right now they'll, they'll finish above Hamilton. I think St Mirren and, and clubs down there like that. St Johnston, I think they'll be pushing above them as well. So I don't think Livingston have got any fear at all of getting in that drop zone if they keep playing the way they did last week. And that, that's away from home. Uh, you know, at home, again, you know, they're even more dangerous playing on that particular surface. So I think Aberdeen are in for a battle tomorrow. As you say, with some big names out, Livingston playing well. I wouldn't even say it would be a major shock if we if we read it tomorrow night that, that Livingston have got a result. But I would think Livingston will be will be hanging in there tomorrow. I think Levy are a better footballing team this so season than they were last season. So and I, I think they're more adaptable and, the and more pliable. Lost as well. Lost yeah, no, I agree. Well, big guns, you know. Yeah, yeah, you look at Declan Gallagher, Craig Halkett, Liam Kelly, Dolly Menga. You know, they're stalwart players for Livy. The goalie, did you see the goalie? You mentioned the goalie. Hi, Liam Kelly. Hi, yeah. you know, there's, there's a few have left and... Yeah. Uh, They've got better, his recruitment's been good and, and been strong, so good on him. Higgs, what do you think the score will be? I think it'll be a draw, Bill. It'll be 1 1. I'm going to go a Desmond 2 2. Okay, all right. right. Goals. Uh, right, St Mirren against Hamilton. And this mm. is one of those ones, boys, that even this early in the season uh, is a six pointer because these are the teams uh, that Hamilton need to beat St Mirren because they're round yeah. about them. And St Mirren need to beat Hamilton because they're round about them. Hugh. Yeah, listen, you know, I know Jim's been on and he said that he's happy with his squad and one or two things that he needs to think about. With. But um, again, when you read about, you know, Brian St. Rice had a couple of players, he says that uh, Aaron Muirhead should be fit and one or two other players he's looking to bring in on Saturday should bolster his squad and, 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 and make them a bit stronger. But that's just a hard one. That's one that, you you know, you would stay away from it if you're having a bet. It's just one of those that, you know, St. Martin at home, would you fancy them? Hamilton have went away and got good results away from home as well last season as well. It's a real toss of the coin, this one. Two very evenly matched teams, evenly matched squads. I think if big George Oakley plays, I think they've got a chance. Mm -hmm. He's particularly on the ball right now up front, the big fella. Um, and and kind of well organised. Darren McKinnon, strangely enough, who we spoke about, has been left out the last couple of games. I found that quite strange, but he said a chat with Darren says he's very much in his thoughts. I don't know as much. If you've left your best one of your best players out for two games, not just a game, two games, and, and I find that quite a hard one that Chipper's come up with with that one. He's a manager, he's a guy that picks a team, but Darren McKinnon would always be in my Hamilton team. So I think the fact that Hamilton are going down there, very much, um, you know, want to look at, you get a result there, the more you're coming away delighted. If you've got a point, you're coming away fairly happy. But again, if St Martin get three on you, then you're disappointed. Mm. Paul? 
So you took the words right in my mouth because you had mentioned, you know, so early in the season a six-pointer. And it is really because, you know, two teams, just what you were saying, they're evenly matched. There's very little between uh, the two teams personnel-wise as well because, you know, they've had to sort of scrimp and save and get players in. that are probably unknown players to a lot of people. And uh, that's what um, Brian Rice and, and, and Jim Goodwin have got to deal with. And I just feel that the two teams are evenly matched. I, I think from from Hamilton's point of view, I know losing to Celtic won that, nothing last week at home was probably, and it sounds stupid, but it was like a, a moral victory. Paul, can I just Hamilton. can I just butt in and interrupt you for a wee minute, yeah, mate? And please. I'm sorry, but there's a point I want to make, and I think Chippers would even recognise this. Hamilton are a 45-minute team. You see, if Hamilton had played in the first half the way they played in the second yeah. half... I think they might have got a point out of last week. I'm not being funny because it was Celtic. I genuinely think because Celtic didn't look comfortable and didn't like the surface, like Rangers don't look comfortable on these surfaces. Mm. Um, but Hamilton in the second half really had chances and could have taken them. But even Chipper, I think, is convinced at the minute he's only getting 45 minutes out of his team and they've got to find a way of playing for 90 minutes for me. But they, they, they didn't have a belief until it was too late. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're playing against the old firm, you know, you've just got to realise that you're playing against Celtic and Rangers, but you've got to put that to, on the back burner. And I'm not saying go for it, literally, but you've got to make sure that you try and get forward as, as, as often as possible. And they didn't do that until later on against Celtic. And by that time, you know, probably Celtic were going to see this game out. But, you know, morally, I, th- I was going to say, Bill, as well, it was quite a, a moral victory for Hamilton, albeit, you know, the loss were nothing. Because when, when the old firm come, it's, I'm not saying it's uh, a cricket score, but usually it can be a real doing. And then when you take a doing from, from uh, any team above you, then confidence starts to sag. But, you know, I, I'm like yourself. I just wish teams would maybe have a, 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 a real go at the old firm, more so when they're playing at home. Because just what you said, Celtic, weren't they firing all cylinders against Hamilton and that was probably a good opportunity to try and take uh, one point at least against uh, Celtic last week at New Douglas Park but I'm like you, I think there's very little between the two teams and uh, I must admit, I think there'll be a share of the spells tomorrow. What do you think the score's going to be, Paul? Desmond 2-2. I'm going to go St Mirren 1, Hamilton 2. Okay, right. For the Ackies to get away three points. We'll take a break, we'll come back and we'll look ahead to the Sunday games, three of which there are uh, this week. Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plum base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plum base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plum base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. Motorpoint, we put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning fast service and same day drive away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from junction three of the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So take one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. 
Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284987. Grant Henderson Tankers. Let the experts manage your waste. William, Pamela and Anthony were sold investments by banks and ended up losing money. Luckily, they contacted Goodwin Barrett and were able to claim back a total of £65,500. If you've lost money on an investment sold by a bank, even if you no longer have it or the paperwork, just text GOOD to 6677 to discover how much you could be owed. That's GOOD to 6677. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Okay, there's three games on Sunday. Let's start with them if we possibly can. Let's kick off with St Johnson against Rangers mm-hmm. at McDermott Park. It's uh, televised. It's a 12:15 kickoff. Uh, your thoughts on this one, Mr Burns? Yeah, it's going to be a hard game for Rangers. There've been a couple of games up there at McDermott, and Rangers always find it quite tough. And 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 listen, suddenly within a couple of weeks. I know strangely enough we had you know St Johnson a bit doom and gloom and a bit static and stale and you know older players there and what have you and then suddenly a couple of players Paul that have come in that he's gotten low and he's got Jason Holt yep. for Rangers who was down at Fleetwood and had a decent season down there got himself fat again and the boy Anthony Ralston the right back who I think again much better player than Ricky Foster no disrespect Foster's good days I think are, are, are behind him now so I think Ralston's a good good sign for them um, Dre Wright, the wee guy that he got for Chesterfield, the wee winger who got a real bad cruciate injury last season, was flying as well when he got injured. He looks to be back in. Matt Kennedy looks as though he's got his wee spark back. Uh, and one or two other positions that he's filled. So suddenly, you know, St Johnson, I believe, held their own last week at Pitordry as well. Um, so they'll probably suddenly, all of a sudden, fancy their chances. Rangers come calling, players lift their game, it's a full house, the weather's to be decent, I think, up there as well. Uh, and I think Rangers are up, you know, not up against it, but they'll be up against a, a pretty buoyant St. Johnson team. And, and flip side of that, Rangers just need to keep going. Rangers need to keep winning. They can't lose games. Yeah, they'll, be, they'll be looking at, you know, going on a run now for the next Old Firm game. I know I've only two or three games I've played for, for the beaters uh, over the road, but Rangers now need to win every league game. They can't drop points. Steven Gerrard quite critical of the SPFL on behalf of both Rangers and Celtic, saying that he finds it, uh, you know, unbelievable that after tough European matches, you know, Celtic being in Rennes and having to travel and Rangers having a tough tie against Feyenoord, that they're both getting early kickoffs on Sunday. I'm only telling you what Stephen Gerrard said. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's an hour up the road. It's like, you know, what is it? You know, they come in this morning, best of having on, they've got Friday prep, Saturday prep, Sunday morning, and an early kickoff. Listen, it's not going to change. It's for the telly. It's monetary, isn't it? You know, end of the day, that's what it's all about. And they've got to deal with it. As long as it's for the for from my books to McDermott, an hour, an hour and ten, so please escort, no drama. I think I think we've got bigger things to worry about. The manager's opinion is the manager's opinion, but in my opinion, I think players are they're so well tuned in now to early kickoffs and everything's right, there's no players out and then razzle after games, maybe the way we used to be. Certainly not the night before game, we were all good boys, but we, listen, now it's a different ball game and he knows that. So, well, you can see his point of view, but I wouldn't go along with that one, Bill. 
Paul? Well, I think Hugh's hit the nail on the head. It's TV money, you know. Me personally, I think they should be played at three o'clock. Uh, and I think the Celtic and Rangers been in Europe this, this this week. I think you've got to try and help them as much as you can because irrespective of who's in Europe, if it was Aberdeen or, you know, the two Edinburgh clubs or whatever, I think you've got to sort of try and help these clubs to, you know, do well in Europe, but also when it comes to Scottish futures, I think you've got to sort of try and work your way around it. I, I remember uh, when we got to the uh, UEFA Cup final and uh, had the Scottish Cup uh, in, 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 in one week. We never got any help from the SFA. So nothing's changed. And that was, what, 35, 40 years ago. So uh, I know where Stevie Gerrard's coming from, but until uh, the powers above realise what footballers are about, uh, footballers are no robots, they are human beings. And uh, I think they should try and do their utmost to help any team that's in Europe. So when it comes to domestic competitions, help them. Likewise, and I know what you're saying. It's only two or three hours difference, but sometimes, uh, as you well know, two or three hours uh, can make a difference. If you, especially if you've got a, a sort of wee niggling injury that you're going to play anyway, mm-hmm. but if you can maybe you know a few hours longer, it might help. I don't agree with that, Higgs. I think if he's injured in that day, then he's not going to make it. I think oh, you, you've played injuries before yeah. that you shouldn't have played, but you do. You yeah, do I know what you mean. But if you're up on a Sunday morning, the game's at quarter past 12, it doesn't mean to see you're going to be fat if it's 3 o'clock. So, at the day, yeah, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I think at quarter past 12, you're up early doors on a Sunday morning, you're ready to go. What's going to be the procedure for the Rangers boys? They're I going to be. Well, well, I know a lot of people are busy on a Sunday with other things and what have you. So, uh, you know. So, so can I just kind of wind back a wee bit? Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but that doesn't include me. I'm assuming, since you know, my opinion doesn't count because I was Mickey Mouse. No, I didn't say that. But when it came to the football, that opinion. Listen, you know, I listen to Higgs' opinion when it comes to a football, and then disagree with him. You listen to his opinion, then say I don't agree with you. You and I generally, you don't agree with anybody. You and I generally, you could start around an empty house. You and I generally fall out about things that, that, that you think you know about, and, and really deep down you don't. So you get involved in conversation, especially with Paul and I, with stuff that you should really just stay out of. Okay. Rangers 2 nothing. A quarter past 12 kick-off. Nothing wrong with that. Boys will be at Murray Heg- Park. Higgs hasn't even spoken about the game. He's only spoken about the time scale. Well, yet. listen, I'm Higgs, give us your views on the game now so that we can actually get a learned opinion on it. <laughs> I wouldn't say learned because, you know, you're he would. No, no, no. I must admit, irrespective of what standards you played, we all have opinions, and I think you've got to respect people's opinions. Part time or no? <laughs> well, well, I played part time football when I was at Hamilton. I, I, I felt that. It showed. Oh, <laughs> It showed. Well, I had to learn somewhere. I could, uh, I could uh, go like you and go to uh, one of the best clubs in Scotland. I was no, the world, uh, Higgs. The world. I was. Uh, I was. <laughs> the the I universe, was, mate. Get it right. Get the most successful club oh, team in the universe. Get it right, Paul. Let me hear you say it. <laughs> no, excuse me, Higgs. I says the most successful club side in the world. Are they? I didn't know that. Yes, they are. Yes. I know in fact. The most. Jerry Collins, Jerry McCabe, and all your listeners and all your pals, the most successful club side in the world. Carry on, Paul. <laughs> see when you're at you, see when you're at your most obnoxious worst, it really is very, very unbecoming. That's a can of red bullets doing I'm flying. <laughs> it gives you wings. I so does always, but you don't use them, I'm assuming. <laughs> 
Plenty of time, Higgs. You take your time over oh, it. I, 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 I want to hear what you've got to say. We're on to nine tonight, mate. I, I value your opinion. We're on to nine. I, I, I just it's nice to hear not... some well-reasoned and rational presentation of opinion. We're on to nine because you've missed the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Higgs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had a good uh, result against Aberdeen last week. Um, but my biggest fear is they haven't won a game yet. And I think that's going to continue in Sunday, Bill. Uh, against a team that Rangers, apart from the, the blemish against Celtic a couple of weeks ago, I just think they've got that big a squad. They can obviously probably bring in a Defoe tomorrow or, you know, a Katic or someone like that that can easy sort of fill it, fit in and against a, a team that at the moment can't buy a win. So... I cannot see St. Johnson winning on Sunday. I'll tell you what I'm surprised about, guys. Neither of you have brought up, and I think he's in pretty good form for St. Johnson at the minute. I still think the St. Johnson uh, squad is too stale. There's not been enough change there. But I'll tell you who's been a bit of a revelation for them for me uh, when I've seen him, and I've seen him think three times now, is Michael O'Halloran, and he's going to want to improve a point to Rangers. Yeah, missed that one. Good shout. I've played him more direct, and he's got great pace. And, you know, again, a player who, on the back of his move from Rangers, from, sorry, St. Johnson to Rangers, kind of just didn't really fit in at Rangers. No. I, I do believe that when Morbitton brought him, um, that they played him wide right, and I says that he's not a winger, he's more direct, mm-hmm. and that's what got me his move when they were getting behind the Rangers back too, Paul. And again, you sign a player for a particular position, he ended up moving him and to maybe suit his plans at the time at Ibrox, and I don't think it done him any favours. And kind of fell off a wee bit, went to Australia, came back, and got his move and, and got himself fit again as well. But I see Tony Watson join life, you know, you know, slightly changing. Right, he's a only bit. been there a couple of months. Ah, give, him, give him time for the bedding in period to wear off again. Well, like talking about the bedding in period, he's got his wife with him, so that's obviously a very good excuse then, you know, to. But to, you know what I mean? Tony, to Tony Watt will give half a what? season and then he'll get fed up. What? Yeah, you know what I said. Yeah, I don't. I, I've got to say that when I read that, that was in my, my thoughts as well. As we go to publish, Tony's held in a transfer request. <laughs> 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 the boat. Yeah, kind of expecting that at the end of the you paragraph. No idea you know. how close to the truth that might be. <laughs> exactly. No, he's loving life. He says, "So, Sophia, is it Sophia? 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 I oh, well, knew I'd get there in the end. Uh, he's got his <laughs> missus with him. He's no longer married, and he's settled, and he's enjoying it. And he says he's kind of let it settle down, <laughs> fell off the wagon a wee bit again at St Johnson's, but he's got time to." Take me get it right, you know. <laughs> so there you go. Well, Bulgaria's not the right place to do it because oh, drinks are cheap out there. It's beautiful. Oh, it's, it's lovely. <laughs> it's, I've, I've been to Bulgaria. It's a it's lovely country. He's going for coffee with people and enjoying life. And but when I was, had when a, I was an there, addiction to PlayStation. Did you know that? No, but when I was there, Russian champagne was like two and a half quid a bottle. Was it really? Yes. <laughs> Paul, we had a hell of a, um, you know, addiction to playing PlayStation after training. A lot of players have got that. Seriously, a lot of players spend their time on computer games. See, Space Invaders, I can't get away from them. Remember the old Space Invaders? (laughs) You married too. (laughs) 
Aye, very true. Right, uh, now you can give me your results for right. Rangers against St Johnston. When it goes St Johnston nil, the mighty Glasgow Rangers two. Paul? Two on Rangers, Bill. Oh, yes, we're turning them, we're turning them. OK, Celtic against... <laughs> Celt- Celtic against Kelly. Brilliant, Hugh. Celtic, Celtic against uh, Kelly and uh, Neil Lennon giving lots of praise to Alessio uh, and the work that he's doing and now turning round uh, Kelly. So what's your thoughts on this one, uh, Paul? I know they've turned the corner a wee bit. Uh, I just feel it's still early days. And the way Alessio was talking, that you know, I think he's changed, obviously, the way they've played. I think they've went back to... And I've not seen Kilmarnock play at all, but they've really went back to how Steve Clark had uh, played them last season, you know, the way they played football. You know, so maybe he's, he's realised that, you know, it's like right playing... Football likes what they do in Italy, but you know when when you're in Scotland and if you like Kilmarnock played like last year against uh, all the clubs uh, and did ever so well under Stevie Clark. Sometimes if it's no broken, why fix it? So I think he's maybe learned the lesson from from for himself and obviously with the personnel he has at the club and obviously the backroom staff have maybe helped him, like say the, the assistant manager uh, who was under Stevie Clark and I can't mind his name is now. What's his name? Alec Dyer. Alec Dyer. Yeah, Alec Dyer. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe he's put a, a few pointers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, good point. Yep. Along uh, the manager's way, which which we all need, and, and, and sometimes if you can get that point across, and and it actually develops into success, then you know it helps everyone. Uh, to gel at the club more. I still think they've still got a, a long way to go. Uh, I don't think, and I think most folk will realise that they will not have the same success under under uh, Stevie Clark uh, compared to last year. The last year and the year before was was fantastic. But uh, I, I just think they've done all right. You know, they've had a couple of wins. Uh, they've had two defeats and, and obviously a draw. Um, uh, great result uh, um, last week against Hibs. Uh, Muller scoring and uh, El Macrini scoring. Never seen him before, but you know, two goals and obviously getting us out against Hibs, who are obviously we'll speak about shortly. Um, but when you're playing against Celtic at Parkhead, different kettle of fish. Um, you know, five wins, uh, 18 goals for and three against. Uh, you just wonder, you know, what changes Lennon will make. Uh, after their end game, you tend to find uh, they'll make a few changes, like say what Rangers will do on, on Sunday against St Johnston. Uh, they have got a big enough squad uh, to deal with that, and I just think Celtic, you know, have got the bit between their teeth, like the Rangers, and I think it'll be a, a fairly comfortable afternoon for Celtic. Tough one for Kelly on the back of a couple of wins, I've got to say, and Alessio, <laughs> you know, they're singing his name now, what's happening down there? And, in Kilmarnock and it's great listen the fact that he's won a couple of games gained everybody a wee bit of confidence and players enjoying training again it, it, it can turn as quick as it you know it turned sour for him so let's hope yeah there is a wee bit more harmony in the camp down there and the, and the fans will back it listen fans don't care who's in charge as long as their team are winning you know you can talk about managers to your blue in the face but it's come quarter to five on a Saturday night your teams have won a game of football and that's all they want to know your team can turn up and win football matches and, and suddenly he's getting a wee tune out of them but listen there is easier places as you say Tommy Wright will know exactly 
want to welcome Rangers with open arms. It's the same with, uh, you know, Alessio. I could have picked an easier one to maybe get three in the bounce. Um, big squad at Celtic, similar to what Stevie Gerrard will do with his players at McDermott. They'll be chopping, changing, a bit of rotation, keep the same shape, but players coming in and knowing how they play. That'll, uh, that'll keep the continuity going with, with the way he wants to play it. Um, I kind of see Kelly deep down. Celtic will need to have an off day, Higgs, and, 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 and Kilmarnock will need to yeah. be right on tune. And, and listen, on the back of their two wins, they'll go with a wee bit more confidence. But um, flip side of it, you know, they're, they're, they're going to Celtic Park. There's no many teams go there billing one. It's 11 v 11. I say that every Friday when we're doing the predictor. But for me, Celtic better players on the day. Turn up, neaty one, same as Rangers do. Steamroller, next one, next, 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 next. Before you know it, the next old firm game rolls up. And, you know, I don't think Commander are good enough to go and go toe to toe with Celtic. I think one of the things that will always help the old firm is just their strength and depth. As you said earlier on, yeah. they've got they've both got squads that they can chop and change and, and replace players. And even Rangers this season, I said it early on, and I'm going to stick with it, despite the fact Rangers didn't turn up against Celtic. Celtic were worthy winners on the day. But, you know, Rangers let themselves down that day. But Rangers can make changes now to their team and not notice any drop in quality. Mm-hmm. And Celtic have been able to do that for the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's yeah. the thing that will well, always win them through. that's why you've got big through. wages and big yeah. squads yeah. and big rotation and everybody's doing that and everybody's getting a game. Just very quickly, Heggs, I've just been reading something here. You've dodged a bullet, mate. Uh, Spurs, £637 million of loans originally due for repayment in 2022, now not due to be repaid until 2042. The club have refinanced their debt. See, if you'd have gone there, it could have affected your pension payments. That's surprising taking you an hour and 15 minutes to bring up a stone. Your pension could have been down the spout trying to repay these debts for Spurs. That's, oh, an, that's incredible. That's when you realise the game's at a different level, isn't aye, it? Aye, know, £637 million pounds worth of loans. Wow. Mere debt. Oh, wow. Hey. That's unbelievable. Un- incredible. Unreal. Higgs, uh, what do you think about the game? Give us a wee predictor then. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 0 here. I'm going to go an extra one, Celtic 3, Kelly 0. OK, let's okay. move on to the Edinburgh Derby. We've already spoken uh, at no, length. you have spoken. <laughs> you rang? <laughs> Ian, Mr Young. <laughs> Mr Young, Ian. Tell you what, rather than start with me and Higgs, let's start with you, big ball face. So you carry on. No, because my opinion is Mickey Mouse. There's no point no, in me giving no, an opinion. No, 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 no. You carry oh, on. I'd like, and, and, I'd like to hear it, and let's just see if we can pick wee things out of it. So fire away now. <laughs> pick wee things out of it. <laughs> on you go. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? You can do what you like. Well, come on. Do what you like. You go first. You fire you away. Say your name's first up in the screen. You fire away. You means just it, listen. It means nothing <laughs> to you normally, so don't let it don't let it fixate you now. Right, let's carry on. Let's. We got off to a bad start with the Hibs Hearts thing because the big fella went. Let's pick a game. I says, yeah, let's go at the game. So I um, stopped the car the other day. They drove into the. The, the side of the road and I text wee Lockie I says me and Bill are coming through the game Lockie do your finest wee man centre stand briefs job done 
He texts me back, says, Burnsy, you know we're going to Easter Road. I went, oh, no, that's a bad start. We saw the jambos were it tiny. So there you are, didn't you? Well, you did. I did, I did. So I apologise. And, and I, I can't really tell you, but Lockie's reply was to him not having availability tickets to a certain stadium in Edinburgh. Because <laughs> you know the wee man deep down is, is steeped in the Hearts tradition. Um who would have thought it, you know, Higginbottom is coming out today saying that his team are real under real pressure. He wants a reaction. The, you know, the, 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 easy for me to say, the Levine thing, what we've spoke about, obviously I've had a, you know, an opinion on it, the big fella's had an opinion on it, you've had an opinion on it, Liam Telfer, when I see him, I'm going to bat him, has <laughs> had an opinion on it. And we've all had an opinion on it, and it is all about opinions at the end of the day, you know, and we'll stand by what we've said. So, Big pressure, massive pressure in the game. Um, and Budges came out and, and defended Craig Levine and, and, and the way they want to go. Very quiet, I've got to say, on the Hibs thing. They've not really had anything from, as you say, upstairs regarding Higginbottom. He's been doing all his talking himself. <coughs> no really, the vote, a dreaded vote of confidence for, for Leanne there and, and uh, different things are are going on. There's just a lack of confidence in both sets of teams. And, and when that you know, anything can happen Sunday, you know, but it'd be a great game to watch, but would you really want to be any of the managers on Sunday? I think what really they're saying is Hearts are quite happy, Paul, to be going to Easter Road, because I think sometimes they play decent down there, and I know it's not a far travel across the city, but sometimes away from home and, and, and pressure pot games is might, no, might be not a bad thing. Are you there, Paul? Uh, Are you in? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I, I there's, there's so much writing in this game. You've got two teams both struggling. Yes. You've got two managers under severe pressure. You've got two sets of supporters unhappy. Yeah. You've got Hibs losing uh, last week at Kilmarnock and Hearts losing to Motherwell at Tynecastle. And it's a flip of the coin for for, for me uh, regarding the result on, on, on Sunday because all the things I've mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. who'd have thought the, the Edinburgh clubs would have been in the situation ninth and 12th respectively in the league Enough. and albeit it's only after five games mm-hmm. and it is still early days but uh, you know by the standards that they've set uh, in the past the size of clubs that, that they are you'd expect better but that's the great thing about football you know it's unpredictable you know um, uh, if, if for you what the results were going to be uh, uh, every Saturday we would be doing it at the bookies and you'd have a wheelbarrow of money coming back up the road mm-hmm. saying this is easy. Mm-hmm. Football and life is no easy. Yeah. And when you, you see the, uh, the, the the football side of it, it's even harder to predict games, to to predict, you know, managers staying or going. And all the things I've said, I've never experienced an old uh, Edinburgh Derby like this uh, in all the time that I can remember because usually one club's uh, riding on the crest of wave, albeit maybe in the league third or fourth, uh, another team try to catch up. Uh, and I just feel that I don't think there's going to be much uh, happening on uh, uh, Sunday in regards to who's going to win the game because mm-hmm. I think it's so tight and it'll be so edgy that I think whoever defends the best will win the game. Yeah, I think you're right. You're looking at. Collectively, Bill, as well, Heggs, you know, I was looking at the tables there. 
six points between the two of them. That's what they've accumulated yeah. out of possible 30 when you think about it available weeks for the two of them, you know, collectively. And it, yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, I, I read that Hagenbottom Heg, particular pressures. No reason to change Paul Higginbottom. There is pressure in Hibs to turn round their dismal run when hearts, but the Hibs boss is adamant that he's not changed his methods amid increased scrutiny of his performance. Easter Road say they're in the midst of a four-game winless streak in the Premiership. Hibs' last win was the opening day against St Myrne, which was a last-minute winner against Jim Goodwin St Myrne. And their consecutive defeats, as Higgs said, have been put them furious reaction for the fans he says you're under pressure to get results you're always are that doesn't change the only thing that changes are the questions you get asked for fans of people who judge the game that's the only thing that changes the pressure repeaters say I wonder to win games exactly the same the preparations you go through are exactly the same regardless of whether I've asked about pressure yeah we've got pressure doing the same things despite to win the next game is what we prepare for you see this is where I think that it all becomes a little bit offensive towards fans because people turn around and say that fans make judgments but the good thing about football is that the fans have got the ideal barometer it's called the league table and which you they know, can always go to. yeah yep. it's a meritocracy football mm-hmm. and the better you do the better the higher you go and that's that's the situation and this is why i get a little bit irate about this whole thing about disregarding fans you know we talk about fans not being listened to enough. It can't be a selective process. They're either of value and their opinion counts all the time or they're of no value and it doesn't count any time. You can't chop and change when the fans are of use to you and that's the problem for me. At the end of the day, these are fans with an expectation level and they pay their money to see that expectation level achieved. And if you're not doing well, and I'm going to go back to Craig Levine, and I'm going to say this as well, I don't like seeing managers losing their jobs, but I'm a great one for belief that things have got to be fair and equitable. And if it was any other manager and Craig Levine was director of football at Hart Midlothian, that manager's feet wouldn't be touching the ground. And I'm going to say something that sounds absolutely ridiculous. I think for a number of reasons which are self-evident, Paul Heckenbottom's probably the one that's under the most pressure. Well, the fact that the powers that be uh, at Hibs will, they'll look at, again, the barometer, the, the, the league table, they'll look at, is the, the crowd happy, no, they no, but again, it's it's the same amount of games played, five we've spoke about, so they, they will give them, I think, around the results of, of the league in general, only five games they've played. No had a great start. He was he was pretty confident at summertime that he'd We all thought they were a top three team. Well this we season. did we did because, you know, his recruitment looked pretty strong. Scott Allen um, but you know, sorry Hugh, just to butt in I, I brought this up last night And, and I'll, I'll just refresh people's memories about it again You see, halfway through the window Paul Heckingbottom said That's our business done And Hibs fans were all over social media Saying, what's he saying? All our business is done We need this, we need that, we need the next thing Now money was put into the club by the new owner, but he didn't discriminate as to where the money was spent. Mm. He said that was for up to the day-to-day management of the club mm. and the chief executive, and, and they would actually decide how much went to recruitment and how much didn't. Mm. Have Hibs spent this money wisely? Well, it doesn't look like it right now. Does you know we, we, where they are sitting in the league and still get fantastic support, high expectations, you know, big big following, big big club and. Uh, as you say, you know, Higgs has, has been in the dugout, you know, and he'll know what it's like going into games when you're under pressure and, you know, it must be, it must be, it must be really hard, it must be hard on 
people, you know, they're, they're, they're human beings, these managers, you know, it's somewhere very well us talking in the media about it and doing my punditry, but when you're sitting there and you're reading things about yourself and you're, it must be very difficult, Paul, uh, you know, mentally, mentally and physically as a manager to be dealing with with doom and gloom press and fans on your back and you know you know you've been you've been at you know Hearts and you know how big a club they are as well. It must be hard, Higgs. Well, you've got to sort of try to hide it from from the players to make sure that you do, they don't have any uh, bad vibes from you. Like yeah, you know, yeah, but, right. um, you're, you're spotting that one. But what I would say is, I don't know if you would agree with me, Bill and Hugh, but the, the, the manager that probably most of us thought was going to be sacked first. Would be Alessio, and it just shows you. Couple of wins. Three games. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, wins that's a good point. Now, good point. Could you imagine Paul Higginbottom or Craig Levine in the next three games winning three games? Mm-hmm. Now no. they get up to well, Hearts would be eleven, be eleven points, and Hibs would be thirteen points. You know, uh, that's that's the way. That's the nature of the beast. Football is. It can change like a drop of heart. Now they're under scrutiny. They're under pressure. It takes pressure off of Tommy Wright. Jim Goodwin, uh, Brian Rice, mm-hmm. because, you know, Hearts shouldn't be in that position, well, they are in that position, yeah. and the sooner they get out, the better, for not just themselves, but for Scottish football, but, you know, it just shows you, you know, Alessio, will go back to Alessio, everyone, and I thought he wouldn't last too long. Mm-hmm. Now, look at him, the last three games, two wins on the draw, and I'm not saying everything's rosy in Rugby Park Garden, but it's better, and that's the way football changes so quickly. Yeah, I, I know Good we've point. not got probably time to look at it, but the fixtures of both clubs would be interesting to really look at if we had a wee bit more time, especially the Hearts ones, and maybe that's the reason that, that Anne Budge is prepared to extend you know, our thoughts on, on making decisions, and it might be the same way, Leanne Dempster as well. You know, what's I think Higgs has made a very good point with the Alessio situation. I th- I th- yeah, but I think, and again, all, in all respect to Higgs, I think the fixtures have possibly... You know, uh, came the right way. What are you looking at? <laughs> Kelty nil, Ochenlek yeah. two. Kelty nil, Ochenlek two. Yeah. Ooh, that's a blow, isn't it? It is. Guys, we're struggling for time, I'm afraid. So I'm going to have to kind of ask you for what your predictions are. For, for... I'm going to go for the Jambos to get a wee result and kick on and go Hearts two, Hibs nil. Higgs. I'm going to repeat what I said, Bill. I think it'll be 1 1 and I think it'll be a stalemate. Uh, and I think defences. I've got to be on top on, on Sunday because if not, uh, whoever loses is under severe pressure. Are they protecting each other at the minute, Heggenbottom and uh, Levine? Yeah, they're, they're kind of covered, both <laughs> diving for cover, <laughs> uh, which you would never have thought in a million years would have happened right. after five games. Okay, yeah. guys, thank you Cheers, very Higgs. much. Have a great weekend. Cheers, Bill. Cheers, you. Cheers, my Back guy. on Monday to see how many of them the boys have got right. And that's uh, from six, of course, until eight. Jerry McCabe back with us. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your football, whatever you are and whatever you're watching. Just the juniors coming up next, and I'm sure that they'll be talking about that Ock and Lex score so far. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio.